Right now, I got a few words for some of our brothers and sisters in the occupied zone. The chair is against the wall. The chair is against the wall. John has a long mustache. John has a long mustache. It's 12 o'clock, Americans. Another day closer to victory. And for all of you out there on or behind the lines, this is your song. And good morning, or wait, good evening, everybody. My robot music over there is set. Got robots making up their own mind on what they're going to say all over the place here. We'll just play this in the background. Websites.com. Thank you, little robot. So now uh, we got a bunch of links out there. We'll see if anybody joins in tonight. But I didn't have any off air to sneak in on like we did last night. So last night, if you listen to the show, we started off uh, in the off air from Matt's chat and then uh, went all over the place. Tonight, though, I don't know who's going to join us. So I'm going to close this window so you don't see any email addresses. I don't make this open either. And then I'll finish what I'm doing. We'll see if anybody shows up tonight. I've just been posting some videos. So I'm going to take, double check, make sure I'm doing what I think I'm doing. Yeah, I deleted this now. Then I just have these windows open over here, folders. I just got some files in them, so I'm going to find the file I need. So I've done a series on my sticker collection. It's a horrible, horrible idea. It'll turn into a, I don't even know how many videos, too many. I've only done three of them so far. So I did one, I did two, I did three. No, I did three, I messed up. Wait, I did one, I did two. Shit. Let's see, how am I going to go figure out? I have to go to this folder and then look down here. So I've done one, two, three. Okay, I see. So I'm calling one zero, I guess. And then I'm calling part one. Two and three. So I've done four, even though I'm on part three. So now part four will be the fifth video. That's not too confusing. It's always a good idea to confuse yourself while you're doing stuff. All right. So I got to go back to here and here and here and here and then scroll down and then find. 
So the first one, the second one, the third one, the fourth one, and they go do this is the fifth one and get it out of the way already because I don't need another one. So then I just take this file and I drop it over here somewhere. And for whatever reason, the software glitches. And the first time I throw it in here, it freaks out. So I'll delete it. And now if I throw it in a second time, it'll throw in the way it's supposed to, with the audio and the video track. I don't even know if that matters. Somebody who knows what they're talking about could tell me. Pink, that's an invite, and he says, I'm at work in Cornholio Hell, because there's no TP for people's bungholes, or I would join. Well, I guess I could say uh, A to DP, P. That's sincere out there. I went to the store today, just a regular shop. I wasn't rage panic shopping. And uh, although I did rage panic buy, but um, uh, the shelves weren't barren or nothing. There was no toilet paper for whatever reason, but there was plenty of toilet uh, paper towel and napkins and every other paper good. There was no dent in any of the other paper goods at all. For whatever reason, just the actual rolls of toilet paper were gone. And there was a bunch of handy wipes, and I didn't really look for hand sanitizer. But um, still no, no ultimate panic here in Tucson. But anyway, so I find this video file that I need. Oh, crap. And I just smashed into that other thing, which deleted something. So let me do that whole thing again. Uh, it was this one. So I ended up having so many bumper stickers. I needed to do the bumper stickers as two different videos because I was laying everything out on a four by four piece of wood and it was more than I could lay out on one piece of four by four on four feet so now I can delete that delete that chunk of music down there put this music right around there somewhere hmm I think what I'm going to do is copy that chunk of music put that here mute sneeze like that and then go down here and right there put a razor blade with a keyboard shortcut so now I can cram that back in there this little slider somewhere over here so when I move the timeline on this side of the video so when I move the timeline it's appropriate in my view look at that giant screen this is how big this, this software would be on this monitor. Let me put it over here on this monitor. It would be about this big on that monitor. And that's how much timeline I would have. And I work, I mean, you can do it this way, like a savage. Because if you're in a third world, this is what you have to do. But now with this new monitor, thanks to our Patreons, look at this. Wow. Amazing. So anyway, I got the entire video out here. So let's see, I start with the intro and then I have the wrong picture right here. So I need to first take this picture and delete it. Find the folder that's in video. So go up and then into photos. And then what is this one? This is bumper stickers too. So now I gotta go find the picture of bumper stickers in here. There was the first one, this is the second one. So we'll drop that photo like right there somewhere and then we'll zoom in even further make sure we can kind of edit it right in 
far we want it. Slide it down in, go over top of it. Let's add some transitions on both sides so that it blends in. That's easy. Move those transitions so that they actually straddle the splice. I don't know why they don't normally. So now I got my little picture in there, but it's all zoomed in. So I'll go in and zoom it out. Let's say I zoom it to there. And then I'll poke a little spot right here and shove it over there. Poke another little spot and move it in a little bit. Move that over there. And then that creates a little bit of movement in that photograph. So now I got my transition in from the intro. Just, just zoom. And then it goes into the video. So now I go down here. And I pull shift like long enough there at the beginning intentionally so that I can now go over and grab this video. Uh, no, wait, not this video. Go into here and grab. Second bumper sticker. Uh oh, I don't think I have one for the second bumper sticker. I never did one for the first for the second bumper sticker. So I'll just leave that part out of this one. You can see, and it looks like our shelves look like one during a hurricane scare. If the hurricane happened during Christmas. Oh, really? So all your shelves are bare? Interesting. You got a higher population probably than I got. Although you'd think with the, he lives in like a area that's a lot of, I would call it a lot of farming. You would think people out there would prep more. So now I scroll back and forth. I filmed these things recently so I can kind of remember the video. I'm just making sure I didn't do anything weird in it or have an obvious edit or pause it accidentally and go like take the dog out. I'm not going to watch the whole thing because it's freaking 15 minutes long. So I'm just going to have to assume that it didn't have any like actual edits in there. Let's take the intro and see what it sounds like. Each Sunday, we encourage you to share your Second Amendment sticker collections. In this series, we're going to dig into our sticker collection and explore stickers that we've collected over the last 15 or so years. And welcome back to Share Your Sticker Story Sunday. See, isn't that professional? It's like, a, it's just like an actual TV studio put it together. And then I just figured out that, I guess that is. All right, yeah, just like a TV studio put it together. It's amazing. So now I'm going to go over here and save it as a different file. And we'll save this fifth one as number five so that I can get out of that bad habit. And we'll call this one bumper sticker or two or two electric two balloon. And then we'll hit Oh, we'll copy that whole thing just so it's easier in the future and we'll click save now that saved this whole thing as a separate file just because i had that kind of hard drive space and i don't give a shit anymore back in the day i wouldn't have saved that as its own file and i would have risked this next step with this with this new computer i can listen to this robot music 
I can just save the shit out of it, even with doing like other things on this computer. This is this is the kind of luxury. Oh look, you can't even. Oh no, I did. This is the kind of luxury you get when you have 32 gigs of RAM. Boom. Now it's gonna save a 1080p file that's doing all kinds of craziness. It's it's compressing shit, it's smushing things around from three different drives. It's got all right, I didn't have any graphics or anything really going on yet. But uh yeah, this is just amazing compared to what my other computers could do ever. So this will be the fifth video in a series. So let's see, do I have any? I'm using the old uploader over here. Failed saving monetization options. How about FU YouTube? So I'm using the old uploader over here to upload to YouTube so I can add more videos to the uploader and not wait around like a chump. So let's see, we'll go to video. And we've already updated, uploaded part one and intro. Where did intro go? Intro? Yeah, so we got part one, so that means I'm going to put part two and part three. There is no part four, and then part five is rendering, and that's why it looks like five different pieces down here, because it, it's literally being composed of a couple of different pieces. In a way, I guess you could say it's like software zipper. It's taking a piece, couple of different pieces of software and shoving them together into a final piece of software. People are selling four rolls on Facebook groups for $20 or more. That's interesting. I have a um, like an industrial strength vacuum sealer that uh, I did in trade for a client a long, long time ago. And I, I have it. I don't know where it is, but I know I have it somewhere around here. It's pretty big, so I jammed it into a corner a long time ago. But uh, that thing, we used to, and you get the industrial strength vinyl bags or whatever, right? Really thick vinyl bags. And then uh, we would vacuum the toilet paper rolls in there for camping and survival kits and stuff. And have you ever seen a vacuum sealed toilet paper roll? Like it, it's like the size of like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or something. It shrinks it down pretty good. And it's, you know, it's, it's obviously it's like wood, you know, it's like really hard when it's that smashed down. But when you cut it and it, you know, the, the vinyl bag, it opens and it sucks the air back in. It's not quite like a marshmallow, but it's certainly, you know, it doesn't do anything to the paper. It smushes it, but, you know, it almost goes back to the same paper towel or toilet paper roll size. So, um, somebody would have been thinking they could have been buying toilet paper, you know, on sale or I don't know, just toilet paper go on sale, but um, do that, you know, shrink it down and then you could easily ship it and it would be less room, right? Because that's the thing about toilet paper is it's huge. So this is still rendering. So right now I've got one video rendering. I just added two more to the upload pile. When this one's done uploading, I can add it to the upload pile. This is out there. Real pizzas on the side and a lot of calls tonight. I found, oh, I see what you mean. You deliver pizzas on the side. Actually one, well, one of the dudes that started on websites with us, but one of the dude's brothers also 
So we've definitely had pizza delivery dudes in our whatever in our crew, and uh, and the dude got married to a chick from a Domino. She didn't deliver, but she definitely knows what it's like. Anyway, so I'm down with pizza delivery. I hear all the stories. I've heard all the stories. A wheel pizza on the side and a lot of calls tonight. I found it odd that we were open and business as usual. I found it odd. I found it odd that they found it odd. Oh, I'm see what you're saying. A lot of calls tonight found it odd that you were open and doing business as usual. Interesting. Heck yeah. Well, if you got the right car, right? It's all about the right vehicle. But if you got a vehicle that can handle it and doesn't cost much, then yeah, it can be tremendous, right? Plus it's fun. I mean, if you dig it, I knew the one guy, uh, Joe's brother, uh, did it in high school or did it in school at a college, right? So while he was in college, but then did it afterwards because he was making so much money and delivering to dorms was just a blast. Like, I guess that's a whole nother, you could do a whole YouTube video or a whole YouTube channel, whole project on just, uh, college pizza delivery dudes they they see all kinds of craziness and then all the neighborhoods around a college at least around here are crazy we're not even a party school i can't imagine what it's like a party school all right so now i'm going to go to add more videos because this is the old uploader and now i can upload part five so now that's on its way and you see these will upload i could literally i don't risk it but i could literally go back and edit these things later but like much later, like tomorrow, but I don't risk it. I'll, I'll do all this tonight. All right, so now that was video number five. Like I said, I don't even really know how many there are going to be all together here, but nobody's jumping in tonight, so you get to watch me edit videos. Hey, really, I'm trying to do all my gun stuff in a certain amount of time so that I can go work on other projects that aren't related to guns to try to pay some bills here. So, uh, I want to keep doing the Daily Gun Show, so I'll just do my projects on the show. And this will accomplish the uh, two-way workshops as well. So it's just like I'm putting everything into a blender, and this is what you get. All right, so next, looking through my pile of videos here. That one was, I've done, oh, that was the second uh, bumper sticker. So I did a bumper sticker, I did a bumper sticker, intro, tour, people from gun channels. So that's one, two, three, four, five, that's everybody. And now I can do, I'm gonna have a black, a blue, a tan, second amend, no, miscellaneous, Second Amendment, yellow, green, and miscellaneous, and red, and white. Holy shit, there's gonna be 10 more. I'll be doing this for a while. All right, so, what the hell is that? Two, three, people, and now we go to, let's do, we'll do 2A orgs next. So now I'm going to take that video and try to cram it over here and it's not going to cram over good. It crammed over good and easy. And now I'll go to the photographs, which is 
one picture up and take a right and then go down and find the one that's all two eight words, which is this one. So now I can take that picture, ram it right there. Now I'll bring this stuff and attach it to the end of here. Take this, take this and cram it a lot closer. Bring this timeline way down. Drag all this stuff closer, but you see what's going on here. This, for whatever reason, isn't quite perfect. So now I need to open this up. And this is particularly this thing I just did right here is where this big monitor just saved me, like, it's hard to explain, but it saved me a whole bunch of doing like scrolls and stuff. That was what the whole big monitor is all about right there. All right, and now we can open this up. And again, the big monitor helps with this stuff pretty good. Now this one, I guess I'll delete that, delete this one, delete this one. Pull this stuff over. This sounds like Charlie Brown. Maybe it's like Robot Charlie Brown. I think what I'll do is delete that, and oh, I don't want to do that, though. I'll take this, and I'll put that here, I'll put this here, and I'll stretch it this way. I'm only going to do that if somebody actually asks why I do it. So next we'll go over to here and this picture is too crammed in. So first we got to zoom out. In this case, I have the thing off of the thing. So I'm going to jam it over a little bit, zoom in a little bit more so it fills the whole thing. We'll peg this as a point for scale and then we'll go over here a little bit, peg another point, make it a little bit bigger. Fill in, transition. Could have done that first, I guess. Apply trend. Okay, now I have to zoom. There we go. transition. Now, for whatever reason, I'm doing this the hard way or something because I have to keep applying this. Some days I never have to touch these transitions, they just work right. Now what the fuck? Alright, now I'm gonna zoom in. This is taking too long to click on shit. For whatever reason I couldn't click on that. Center. Now I can throw these little diamonds to the edges. If I don't, it looks all goofy. It'll look like this. Do 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 do. I guess it doesn't look that goofy, but when you smooth it out. It looks a little smoother. So I guess you can't tell on a 10 second clip as much with that particular picture, but you can tell on other pictures. Right, so now we got the thing, zooms out, blah, 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 blah. Let's make sure that this video is zoomed in and out, right? And then get to the end. Uh oh, we lost an image, so we'll take this image. Yeah, it kind of just, just hangs out there for a minute and then.
then it decides to move. Do, 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 and then it decides to move. So if you take these things and you jam those over the corner, it'll just start moving right from the beginning and it looks a little better. All right, so now we'll put a transition in here just for the hell of it. So let's zoom over here and let's see what we got. So we'll start at the beginning there, it gets bigger, blah, 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 the beginning, it gets bigger, I know we're missing. It's almost there before I actually do anything, so uh, now I can go over here, and I can come up here, 2a.orgs, and grab that video, jam that video, holy moly. See, I got that much room to put it in and it's longer. So I'm gonna go in there and I'm gonna up with its duration. Two, 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 make it that big. Don't do that, don't do that. Put it in right there, put it, if I don't put a transition, it'll just abruptly change. So I'll add a transition and then it'll just melt into there. People won't even know what's going on. So now you're just minding your business, watching the main video. Boom, and then it turns into an explosion, and then it goes back to the video, so everything looks pretty smooth. At least that's what I'm doing for this, because this took me forever to film, and it's taken me forever to edit. So now I'm going to save this as, because I'm not crazy enough to not save this stuff. Six, and we're calling this, what is two-way organization? Boom, and now we saved it, and now I should have taken that, but I didn't. So I'm going to go to export and open this up. Click on this. Uh, see, I don't even remember what I call this. This, get rid of this part, because now I have to do all this, because I didn't copy that before. Come on, you kidding me? So now I have to get rid of everything from part there to say part six to get rid of this. When I could have just copied that a minute ago and saved all that time. Make sure that it's set to video at whatever and then click export. It'll take a minute for it to again do an amazing amount of work right now. You know, almost no time is crazy. All right, let's see what people are saying. See this? Nobody's joining me tonight. Nobody likes to get into this, these, uh, this mess of a show anymore. So let's see what we got going on here. Pizzas, pizzas. People that never prepped ever realized that uh, are the world of shit. That they are in a world of shit and they should have started five years ago. So they got lots of catching up to do. I guess you could say that of every single time it's happened though. Um, the gating effect of the audio is hard to listen to. I don't know what that means. It's going in and out or something. I'm in Michigan and the ATF, here I'll move this over closer. I'm in Michigan and the ATF debacle has jacked up a buddy waiting on his CCL. What ATF debacle? What used to take a few weeks has taken months. Oh, I see what you're saying. Because of the change or whatever. Was that an ATF change or was that a state of Michigan change? I thought that was a state of Michigan change. I'll turn down that background music a little bit. It must be going every through every app with a fine tooth comb. I don't know. 
I have to look more into it. Let's see, that is my thought as well. I bought a basket of Clarence Sale Mountain House at Walmart literally days before people started losing their minds. Well, that's pretty convenient. <laughs> You're not going to find the clearance barrel of Mountain House anymore, right? <clears throat> not properly conducting the background checks. Oh. I don't know how ATF has anything to say with Michigan. ATF has to provide to do the background checks i thought i also look more into that i wish i had more effing time i don't want to have to do everything myself my goal isn't to learn everything i'm going to attempt to start a, a, a team of people that are interested in this stuff and seriously put effort into like an every second matters a daily every second matters project uh, when the music falls below a certain decibel level the audio cuts out oh interesting yeah, I didn't think about that. I never really listen to these shows after. I think of them as like a sketch pad, you know. All right, so this thing is over. So I can go and minimize it and I can go back to here. Now this thing's going to let me upload 15. So I might actually go over what it'll let me uh, upload. But I'm going to add another one and it'll take me to the same video or the same folder I just came from. And I know that the sixth one is the one I'm adding. And I'm just letting this do its thing because, look, it's it's four behind me. If I don't set these things up to start uploading, I'll be here all night. So this show will run for like an hour usually or more. And I'll try to, you know, post as many as I can. So this is like one Sunday, two Sundays, three Sundays. This is quite a few. This is a month into the future already and a little bit more. So uh, I'll try to get them all finished. What's going on with my computer? Even my super fast computer glitches a little bit here. All right, so we're back to this, which I don't actually need. Is that noise? Like the fucking Batmobile just went past my house. I was supposed to get a new hard drive today. It said it was gonna show up today, but then it didn't show up today. A little bit bummed. I was hoping to move some stuff around and free up space for this kind of project because I'm kind of crowded with uh, where I put all the stuff off of my machine. This particular project was a pain in the butt, so I'm going to go through again. I'm going to delete these files. I'm going to start video number seven here. So this is the song that plays at the bottom, and this is the outro, and this is the video little graphic representation of shit that happens, and this is the same thing that happens at the beginning. So basically, I'm just swapping out the inside guts, and I have a certain amount of videos that um, I knew I was going to make, so I prepped. What am I doing? I need to go to here. Wait, where was this? Oh, I need to go up from here and into video. So I made a bunch of videos. And if I and I took my sticker collection and kind of took it apart and put it back together a different way and made videos along the way. So I'm sort of attaching a couple of different videos together for each of these and sewing them all up. I kind of have an idea of what I need to do, but I'm it's just I didn't actually write it all down. So I'm not totally sure how big a project it actually is until I'm done with it. All right, so I've done intro both of these two i've done this one and this one and then i did two a orgs so 
think I'll start doing colors, I guess, and I'll just go backwards and forwards. And then that'll end on black, blue and black. That'll be cool. So we'll start with this one, I guess. And now I just take this video, jam it over here, and we'll see if it fits. And it does. That's cool. But because of whatever glitch, I have to delete it and shove it back over here again so that I get the audio with it. Worked. And apply that transition right there. Highlight the transition and make it actually straddle the splice. I don't know why it doesn't do that automatically. Go back over here, go up a level, and take a right into the photo folder. Find the applicable folder for the white ones, which is like ones, this one. So then take that picture. Let's say chop it right there and get rid of this one. Put it right here. Now I need to go down and make this just a little bit smaller because I decided to add an unnecessary steps into my shit. You know what? I cannot do that by going here and this over and never doing that again. So I just stopped that step from ever having to be done again. So I like that. I'm gonna go back out. Grab all these and stub that right there. Now I can delete this, this and move it over a little bit. Take this, move it to like there. All right, now I have to go back to this picture, zoom it out. Let's say to there, put a scale dot there, move that over. Let's add those transitions right away, light transition. Like transition, you see, I have to like look under this effing mic. That's probably why it sounds like I'm standing away from the microphone every time I'm looking at this screen. It's because I'm moving my head away from the microphone to look under it. So I'll try moving it above. Now it's sitting in my hitting me in my forehead. Does that sound any better when the microphone is hitting me in my forehead? All right. So now it's there, there. Oops. Oh, see, I need to add a little bit of movement to this picture. So I thought I did and add shit to this picture. So I'm gonna delete everything I thought I did. Go back over here, hit scale. Go back over here, hit scale again, and go bigger. Shove that into the corner, shove that into the corner. And now I've added some zoom there. All right, so then it has the video and then it ends, but I have about that much room before I say anything important. So now I can go back. No contrast. I can go up here and I can find white. Grab that white one, drop it in here. Oh, look, it just fits right there. But I'm not going to be satisfied with that. So I'll say duration and go 150. It's a little bit shorter. Unlink the audio, delete the audio, move it over a little bit. Add those transitions and see where it's at. Sometimes you got to zoom this video in a little bit or out a little bit like that. All right, and now see how that looks. Each Sunday, we encourage you to share your Second Amendment sticker collections. In this series, we're going to dig into our sticker collection and explore the stickers that we've collected over the last 15 or so years. Back from red, and we're back into this cool one. So one of the reasons I wanted to start this whole project is because I thought this one might look cool. Getting these black and white. 
I guess, white with black writing stickers all together in one place for whatever reason. Probably not just in guns. I think it's just as attractive and makes get a little bit of uh, insight to graphic design when you watch this channel. Expertly researched graphic design insight. Let's see. So I'm going to save this as call it part seven. Holy moly. Almost caught that alone right there. All right, part seven. Now I'm going to say save as, and now I'm going to copy it this time instead of being an idiot. And now I'm going to go to export. Now when I click on this, I can just say paste instead of turn around for half an hour. And then I can click save. Make sure that it's at 1080p, so I'm not exporting a piece of crap. And then boom, let it render for a minute. All right, what's going on over here? No idea. So I close that over. Let's see. I never bought those huge cans because how do you store the contents once they're open in a bad situation with no refrigeration? Big cans of what? What are we talking about? I am missing all kinds of stuff. And you'll notice that nobody joined us tonight at all. Been 40 minutes into the show. I send out an email. Nobody. Nobody wants to join this show. All right, we're way back to there. Let's see, I'm surprised I just got back from Walmart and the shelves are still full. Probably because Walmart is used to supply, right? They're, they're, they they have the infrastructure to keep the, store, the stores supplied and they understand, um, you know, what people, or they probably can anticipate what people might want or panic or whatever. Let's see, stop by to say hello. School just canceled until April 6th. There goes my new schedule. So I don't know what you mean. What you were planning to do, but um, it's interesting. They've 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 uh, what do you call it? That's Patriot saying that, by the way. They've uh, you might enjoy this Patriot. I'm editing a video right now. I'm editing, I think thirteen or fifteen videos right now that'll go on for the next thirteen or fifteen weeks on Sundays, and uh, some of them are like twenty five minutes long. Some of them are only seven minutes long. And I basically have this briefcase where I went through my briefcase where I have all my stickers. I don't know when, long time ago, I quit sticking stickers on things because I ran out of places to stick stickers. But I still am a hoarder, so I grab stickers and I also like free things. So I uh, keep grabbing stickers all the time and I just put them in this briefcase. So I decided to open up that briefcase and I think I filmed like eight hours worth of looking at stickers. And... What I tried to do is lay them out on this four by four piece of plywood that I use as a table and describe them all. So if anybody has ever been interested in having somebody describe like billions of stickers to them, that's going to happen for like, I don't know, dozens of hours over the next dozens of months on Saturdays, on Sundays. So uh, I decided that was an effort in describing stuff for, uh, whatever, and to start conversations. All right, so then Patriots leaving. Uh, let's see. I'm all over the place. Here we go. Stopping by to say hello. 
I just noticed that I'm rubbing my face like 10 times more now that I've got the bird flu or whatever, the light beer flu, than when I used to. Let's see. I had bought lots of number 10 cans, two or three at a time, back when they were $10 per can. Now they're either $50 a can. Really, Mountain House is not that good. Then um, I used to make fun of you for talking about number 10 cans of Mountain House. Yeah, well, people that don't give a shit are going to make fun of people for having shelf food that or food that can last on a shelf for 25 years. Right? Uh, over time, I built up a nice stash of 10 cans. So if that's what you're talking about, like what to do with a number 10 can, then uh, that's no problem. You can open up a number 10 can and there are lids for them. So that, that can help a lot. Uh, but you just pack them on off into bags or jars or something like that. You hear us? Anything here to make noise? What's going on here? Me and Bob. So Bob jumped in, but he's not saying nothing. He's making noises. Oh, now he muted. What's up? You you muted. You got to unmute. You were or you were unmuted a minute ago. I don't know. He's working on this thing probably. So then. Uh, there's Patriot saying, hope everybody's doing well. Also stacked up lots of ammo, silver, medical, general prepping gear, water filtration. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, that's not something that you should prep, right? Isn't that just normal? What's the word? Like hedge against, in, you know, hard times or whatever. I mean, I guess prepping, sure, but. I would consider prepping like extra. I think you should have a certain amount just because like smart and safe. Let's see, I never bought those huge can because how do you store? So that's what I was saying. You can, you can repackage that stuff. And I guess it depends if it's like stew or something. And I understand, but that's when you have them for, you know, you're bound to even in the worst conditions ever, you're going to have a birthday or you're going to have a wedding or a something, right? Where you're going to have people over. Rubbing my eye again, damn it! And uh, that's when you open up one of them giant cans, right? Thanksgiving or something, Christmas. I don't anticipate dipping into my supplies. Or not? Guns are everything. Okay. Pink is saying what you're saying. Your Walmart is empty. Interesting. There goes Patriot leaving. Oh, there's a lot of comments. I'm way behind. I think I'm going to go get uh, ibuprofen here in a second. You'd have to have a big group to eat a number one 10 can in one meal. Uh, you'd be surprised. I think three or four people could wail on a number 10 can, depending on what it is. If it's a number 10 can of like something gross, peas or something disgusting, beets, then yeah, nobody's ever going to eat that. But if it's something awesome, like, I don't know, something good, people are going to eat the crap out of it. I think a number 10 can is in reality, like 10 servings or eight servings or something like that. I guess, again, it depends on what it is. If it's oatmeal, it's probably like 25 servings. Disney World and Disneyland are closing down and will stay closed until the end of March. So we already know that NRA show got closed because Gary told us. Do you think Wanamaker will get closed? That would catch way more people than anything else I can think of. They're all next to each other and rubbing up against each other and touching shit. 
I can imagine all the vendors not wanting to have their stuff out there getting touched or whatever. But at the same time, I'm not a fan of encouraging closures of stuff. That seems kind of weak. Let's see, if you're a solo lone wolf, like Lone Wolf McQuaid, you probably won't survive shit. It's what? You either get you either eat the food in the can over the next few days or you share with the group safety and numbers. I don't believe that. Um, mountain men, right? Trappers, like there's tons of people, scouts, tons of people go out and are able to spend on their own. You know, you've got advantages and disadvantages in any scenario, but I don't think you can say that an individual can't survive by themselves. Uh, and today, I'm not, you're, you might be right, but I don't think anybody's going to survive very long, depending on what scenario you dish out. Well, that would be an interesting type of, hmm, how would you do something like that? Too bad we don't have people in here that I could chat with, because nobody joins this chat. Bob tried to, because of Canadian restrictions, the electronic e-wall, you couldn't get over the e-wall. The school systems rather all closed for the last, for at least the two next two weeks. It's not even spring break yet. Uh, Patriots says cool. So I was watching something that Honda was trying to get me to be paranoid, trying to get me to rage panic, and uh, got me to watch this thing where this guy says that if you close all the schools, all the nurses who have children have to stay home with their kids, and then there's no nurses. So you close the schools and you kill everyone. I'm just saying that's what Honda says. I'm pretty sure that's Honda. I'm quoting Honda. If you close the schools, everyone will die. Uh, my bra got the last three packs of toilet paper. Oh, you're pulling one of them. You go in dressed as a female and you come out dressed as a pregnant female with all kinds of free toilet paper. All the staples were cleaned out. Well, don't go to staples for toilet paper. I would go to staples for like copy paper and printer paper, but not toilet paper. I would go to like a Walmart or a Costco for toilet paper. Well, let's see. I did some tests of the various varieties on M channel. Some are quite good. Either way, survival food beats starvation. Oh, they're not bad. I just dehydrated food requires water. You got a little different situation. Do you have some sort of a desalinizer? Or are you going to use the volcano for that? I bet you could have some kind of a, you know, earth, what's the word, would be the word? Like some kind of a thermal desalinization thing where you just set it down on some lava or near some lava where it's hot enough and it let the earth, you know, the earth's, what's it called when ge geothermal desalinization? Do they have something like that? You know, on a massive scale, you pour water into the, onto some molten area that's hot enough. And then as it, it boils off and steams off, you collect that steam, turn it into fresh water. There, I just solved Hawaii's desalinization problem. Do I expect a lot of money for that? Yes. You can send it to my PayPal. Can churros? I don't know about that. That would be pretty gross. The NRA is probably, NRA probably isn't upset about not having to spend money on the event unless they make money on it. Well, I mean, it's their, I don't think the NRA, the NRA is an organization of 5 million people. I'm not, I happen to be upset that the organization is being like abandoned by many of the members and certainly by non-members, but there's a couple of unscrupulous people that are, you know, holding the reins of the organization, but I, I by no means think that it's uh Good idea to let it burn. The uh, museum closed. I saw that also. The 
NRA Museum in Virginia is closed. And that's interesting because all the people that want to let the thing burn or you know, ready to watch it burn or at least ready to watch it fail don't realize that the most 14th wealthiest person on the planet could not even blink an eye. And if the NRA Museum went up for auction tomorrow, he could buy every firearm in it, symbolically take them out to the ocean and chop them up and throw them in. And he wouldn't even blink an eye and he would consider himself famous. He would consider that part of his legacy. He would consider that an accomplishment. And, uh, you know, that's a possibility when you tell the organization that they're only worth, you know, the value is only of what they have. And then you have to value what they have and sell it. That's the only way to see what happens. Anyhow, so the, the museum shut down. I don't like to see things shutting down. It's uh, very much like uh, the opposite of 9-11. Remember 9-11? How no one traveled, not because of a fear of epidemic, but because of just plain fear. And uh, that's the second way the terrorists win. So even if this wasn't weaponized, if this was just a happening, you know, do we cripple ourselves? It's crazy. Uh, let's see. LOL, are those nurses get babysitters? Well, yeah, but where are the babysitters going to come from? If everyone is in such a panic that you can't even go to school, you think people are going to let their children go be babysitters, knowing that kids transmit the disease without getting infected? So kids can be super carriers, according to the fear mongers. And, you know, it's technically true. The kids can carry the disease and be ultra contagious and never even show signs, which is the reason they're closing the schools, because they want to inhibit the, the spread before the symptoms show. But if you listen to the same people who, you know, tell you that, you know, hey, I told you this was coming and see, I'm right. You know, I, I, I'm skeptical when somebody, they're, they're, fifth word out of their mouth is how they've predicted this and they're right. But uh, the same people that will tell you that you have to be worried about this because this is more dangerous than anything else that has ever happened will tell you that the way that these things end or the way that these things run through a population is you get the disease. And the first time you get it, your own antibodies develop an immunity if you're a healthy individual. The people on the edges, the babies and the very elderly potentially die if their immune systems aren't healthy or strong. But all the people in the middle either get the flu and recover and have an immunity or they get the flu or they don't get the flu, excuse me, they get the disease and they're immune to it and they get the immunity. But what happens then is everyone is now resistant, resistant to it. Everybody's immune to it. And then it, it stops spreading. It effectively stops spreading once everybody's got it. So when the nurses get it, They'll be sick for a little while, but the fear, I think, is that if they're sick at the same time the population gets it and spikes, we get panic and it's just a, a bad timing situation. It's not like we don't, it's not like the nurses are going to die. They're just going to be sick at the time when they're needed. Is that any better, Bob? How's it sound for you guys? Oh, yeah, now you're perfect. Good. How's it going? Oh, all right. I was just uploading videos and shit, so I'm going to save this and then shut it down so I don't accidentally do something screwy while I'm not paying attention to it. So, um, you know, just talking about watching the comments out there and, you know, talking about the panic fear and everything. Where are you at on the panic fear? Is Canada completely panicked? Um, no, well, not where I am. Like, it's not like they're raiding the stores or anything. 
It's just uh, we got lucky. It looks like the prime minister and his wife might have it. And so if he's out of the picture, the country's got a better chance of surviving. Um, but I don't know. I, I It's going to be bad. I think it's going to be really bad, but I, you know, it's not the end of the world. Oh, no, I don't even think it'll be very bad. Um, well, I, think but, it, I think it's going to be bad just from what's going on like in Italy and places. Like they're they're starting to talk triage in Italy. Yeah, I know. I saw that. Well, I think I've seen the same thing. Are you talking about the Joe Rogan thing, or did you see something else? Uh, no, there's been a few other reports too, eh? Where doctors are saying that they're just not going to be able to treat people who are older who have less chance of surviving. Yeah, and that would be the same thing as if a meteor hit the Earth and there was fires and a bunch of stuff and a bunch of people got smoke inhalation or. You know, got smushed oh, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And they like when like when the those streets fell on each other in LA, right, during the earthquakes. When that happens, the, the you know, the medical people, that's the first thing. I was an EMT and you learn triage. Like that's the first thing you learn is that you gotta walk up and see two people and evaluate which one you have the there's all kinds of things that come into play, but which one can you actually fix and which one is it worth putting your resource? You know, you have all these ethical and technical decisions to make. So mm -hmm. when you multiply a whole bunch of victims, I don't, I mean, I just, I hesitate to call that an indication that this epidemic is worse than other epidemics, just because there's a situation that's horrible in this country. You know what yeah. I mean? It's, if it was the same situation everywhere, I'd be more apt to be like, oh, this is different. But you go, you pick Italy and somebody brought up in the chat yesterday when uh, Honda was in here yesterday trying to get us to fear panic rage rage panic fear I forget but um saying about Italy and somebody said well in Italy they go up and kiss each other all the damn time so if you're in Italy and you're going up and kissing your grandma goodbye or your grandpa goodbye that kind of stuff can transmit faster to old people and, that, and like you say that's what's happened is it blew up in Italy but it's yeah. a peninsula you know and how many people travel to italy as a vacation so it's um you know it's a destination it's not you know it's, it'd be like if something happened in las vegas I'm not really worried about kansas because so many international people go to las vegas i think italy's the same way right it gets a destination vacation people well, go there possibly and the eu is a big problem anyway because they have no borders right like right. people are free to travel um and, and stuff yeah which is but, but yeah look at look at different though than the than america if you look at every state as a different country in europe right there's no borders between your states people travel freely on the interstates um they fly imagine the amount of flights right and that's the perfect uh vector like get a pack a whole bunch of people into a little tube they're all breathing no, on each other that, uh, well here's a question because i've heard that the cruise lines are the biggest that like like what you call vector like a Create, you know, because you got all the recircled air in the in the boat, yeah. and they're on the boat longer. But that's a good point. Do you think a boat, like a cruise, or do you think an airplane, a, a long enough one to matter either way, right? Do you think that which one do you think would be worse off? Do you think? Um, I think probably the airplane because there there's so many people going in and out, and they and this stuff it, when apparently when it's on metal, it can stay for like days like stay active so everybody who's coming in touching that seat as they're walking down the, the airplane they're you know getting the stuff on their hands and you watch people everybody touches their faces and if you have the air how many times a minute or a day or an hour or something it's like you can't help it you just we just do 
hands. Right, bend. exactly. And, and it's like, as because it's got such a, like, it seems to be about two weeks, they say, that you can be infective. Like, you can be breathing it out, and you don't even know you've got it. And there's that's the problem is eventually everyone's probably going to get it. Some people it's going to be like a mild cold, um, but a, a like a fair number when you consider it compared to the flu or any of the other diseases are going to get seriously ill. And they're saying even the younger people who survive, they're getting scar tissue in their lungs. They're the same as what SARS was doing because it's a similar disease. Eh? So, yeah, it's it's going to be bad. I think it's going to be bad. But, I mean, the Spanish flu was bad. I guess, oh, are we not allowed to call the Spanish flu the Spanish flu or German measles? Because now we can't call this the, you know, Wuhan virus because apparently that's bad. Um, but this one, uh, I hear what you're saying. And they brought that up. And, and that Honda was, I think, attempting. He was grasping to make people rage panic about the Spanish flu yesterday. Yeah, I watched that thing that he, he's, uh, I brainwashed him. The uh, Spanish flu they were talking about only because of the, we call like the mortality rate of the flu. Yeah. Whatever, but again, I, I guess that's, you got to wait to see or whatever. The guy on that thing I was listening to yesterday says that half a million people in the United States are going to die from it. Like that's, that's the difference between this and the SARS or whatever. Mm -hmm. But Again, the part that I have skepticism about or whatever the word is from this guy yesterday is that, I don't know, not very far into the interview, he starts saying, and I predicted this and see, I was right. And that right away, I'm like, okay, so this guy has a vested interest in, you know, his own self-interest and making sure that he doesn't look like a dummy because he suggested this in writing specifically, almost identically this situation many years ago. So he has a well, vested interest in this thing being what it is. And you can't talk about it six months from now and say that I thought it was going to be this way and get any clout. You got to talk about it now before it and talk about it. Right. So here's the thing. The same guy who I'm talking about says, every, like you just said, everybody's going to get it. Well, here's what's the deal. What's the, why don't people die from the flu? Because everybody has it already and everybody's got an immunity to it. So it doesn't kill us anymore. It just gives us the flu. So this thing is going to give Everybody, the flu who gets it, and some, well, maybe some people won't get the flu, but everybody who gets it is going to get an immunity to it, and then it'll quit spreading, just like everything else. Like once somebody gets it, they no longer can carry it, so now they're not spreading it to a bunch of people. So it'll go around, and and I guess the the the, the, the difference between this one and the others, or this, this this alleged difference between this one and the other, is its mortality rate. But it's such a even the people that are you know suggesting that this thing is more a problem than other ones because we've had so many other ones it seems like every uh, every six years we have other ones um that this one is so worse because of the mortality right not because of any of the other things and it's just that um it, because you're when you're old or whatever this thing can do something to your immune system or something so if you're not able to get a what's it word a uh shot or whatever you know like a uh what's the word vaccination uh, vaccination from it you're susceptible, but I don't know. Oh, I well, am a board certified uh, dictator. Oh, I think it's a dictator. No, no, I'm not a board certified doctor. It's a dictator. Um, no, I think this one is different. It's got some some different. There have been a few cases of people getting reinfected, 
which is when it gets really scary. Um, but I, you know, I, I just, the, the way this is shaping up, it's, it's just so much, it's enough different, right? There's enough differences in the way this disease is spreading to the way SARS did or, or any of the others that they were all panicked about. And SARS is actually similar as far as the, the you know, it's, it's a coronavirus as well. Um, but this one is, is different. It's, it's, um, seems to be more effective. Um, it's spreading better. It, it's spreading a lot faster in SARS. I mean, and, and people are thinking it's not that serious, right? There's that, that basketball player. There's other people. There's, there's people licking elevator buttons. There's people trying to spread it, which is twisted. Well, it's it's not. It's uh, what's the word? It's people that are you got hiccups. They're glory hounds that are going to. They would do anything for a view or for a like, sensational or whatever. So that's just a thing that came up, and they're going to do it. They it's not like six years ago they were thinking how how can I hurt people or how can I spread disease. This just happens to be something they know they can get a, a rise out of people, right? Well, there are there are some people seriously want this to spread, right? Well, but that's the thing. I listened to that thing yesterday who claims that he's, you know, worked with every president and he's in the whatever, some kind of consultant to the WHO and everything. And um, that guy says that it's certainly there's no way it can be weaponized, that this is definitely like they can by carbon dating or, you know, something similar to carbon dating, the equivalent of carbon dating. They can literally tell when these things jump from animal species into humans mm -hmm. based on some, like aggregation of something i suppose yeah. so he actually said like a date like he's like one with the one event we knew that it flipped over like on november of 19 2014 or something like he knew that specifically when it jumped from humans to whatever mm -hmm. so he's speaking that authoritatively like if they somehow can really tell that uh he's saying that this has all the characteristics of just something that happens and then he went into like i don't know way too long talking about how all the countries where they got, you know, billions of people in a city instead or millions of people in a city instead of just mm -hmm. a couple or like tens of millions of people in one city. Well, oh, it's like it. they eat so much weird shit that they just, you know, they they have the potential to jump from animal to people more often in those kind of situations. They do. And, and I mean, it's, it's a proven fact that if the more you jam people together, the more people are in close contact, the faster any kind of sickness is going to spread. And the faster it spreads, the faster it mutates and, and does other things. That's it's, it's the speed of the spread that's that bothers me. I mean, I'm not terrified. I like I've always had masks and stuff like that because I've been a prepper my whole life. Um, so a eh, little bit, you know, it's not like I don't have the food already and shit like that. I I just I find it really weird that some people are terrified of it. Other people are just like, yeah, whatever. So you know, I'll get the flu. And but if you look at the numbers, it's it seems to be a little more serious than just a regular flu. It's it probably is. I mean, I'm thinking, yeah, we're gonna have a higher fatality rate. It's gonna be bad for the economy, it's gonna be bad for people, especially people who get it. Um, but there's I don't think there's anything we can do about it. You can take your precautions. I don't think a mask, I think a mask is more important to keep it just from spreading it in case you do have it um it might help same with you know gloves right but really 
your best bet is just try avoid crowds of people and you know we wash your hands even though no, they say that's not the better. greatest thing but mm -hmm. can't hurt mm -hmm. No, they say that uh, washing hands is pointless because it's completely airborne. So it's, I don't know it what you mean about it lasting on a metal or whatever, but they didn't mention that at all. In fact, uh, when yeah, I know he he never he never brought any of that up. But I mean, early on when this was first found to be infective, they were, you know, it's 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 why, you know, if if you go and touch, he said that they tell people to do stuff like that so that they feel like they're doing something. They won't feel like yeah. And I didn't agree with him on that. Um, it, it just makes sense. If you're out and about and you come back in your house, wash your damn yeah. hands. And Here's then the that way, if you're touching your face and you have touched a surface that was, you know, that yes, it's airborne, but then when it lands on a surface, if you touch that surface, it's on your hand and then you touch your face. So, it, it, you know, washing your hands is not going to be like there's, it's a good idea regardless. Of course. And here's yeah. the thing. So go to take a class on restaurant, like cleanliness or whatever, or basically, what do they call it? Like health department, yeah, health, uh, restaurant certification. And they're only going to really talk about food temperature and cross-contamination. And that's the thing. If you touch something on a railing, even if you don't touch your face, if you're super conscious about it or you have a mask or whatever, and you never touch your own face, but then you go home and touch your own doorknob, and then you go into the house and wash your hands and stuff. And then later you go outside to check the mail and you come back home and you come back in the house. And now you've got, you've just transferred it to yourself without realizing it. And you touch your eyeball and now you've got it from earlier in the day. That's the potential and the, where you accomplish something by washing your hands or whatever. Right. But here's, but here's my point is that you're well, anybody, not just saying you, but people are willing to take an expert like that and say, Oh, I definitely agree with everything that you know, goes along with my position on this. But when you get to that point, I disagree with the expert and I'm willing to tell the expert he's wrong when he says stuff like, you know, whatever you disagree with in this case, whether or not you should wash your hands or if that's a placebo, mm -hmm. that's just literally something you, you, you have to tell the masses so that they feel like they're getting something, that they're doing something, right? right? But here's the thing. They talk about the surgical masks. Now, there's, there's white masks that you put over your face. There's respirators, there's gas masks, and there's things in between, right? But just generally, there's those very thin paper masks that you just barely put over your face, literally just to stop spit from coming out of your mouth, like in the dentist office, where there's no fear of contamination. It's just a courtesy to not drop spit out of his mouth into your face. So he puts on one of those white paper masks. And that's what they're talking about in that interview. Now, right. there's, levels white, there's levels of those white paper masks, though, that go from that garbage, like, just barely a piece of paper all the way up to like, you know, it's like a thick pad, like a thick filter put on your face and held onto your ears. And those things is what most of the people in like Asia and stuff like will walk around airports and go back guest, you know, they're not walking around with the flimsy paper ones. They're walking around with useful filters that are sealed all around their face. And then there's respirators that are like a plastic or rubber material that have you know, screw on filters or clip in filters, you know, for actual like industrial use every day where you're going to replace the filter and not the whole mask every time for cost and everything. And so that it can hold up to, you know, time. And when they're talking about that stuff, they kind of flip back and forth or the, you know, Rogan and the other guy are literally talking about different levels of those masks. So the guy suggests that the white paper masks are no good 
And then Rogan says, oh, you should get a respirator. And all of a sudden it jumps to paint respirators when what we're really talking about is if you're going to walk around in public and you put something on your face, you're stopping probably 98% of just water particulates from just straight going into your mouth and nose. And that's enough to let you go to a Walmart and not spread and not get anything. The concept of a surgical mask isn't perfect in like a vacuum or a pressurized environment. Who cares? Like what you're talking about, just being sensible, washing your hands, that kind of stuff I can get behind. But what I'm hearing is let's stop this event. They're shutting down a gun show in California, which freaking really bothers me because they're trying to close gun shows in California based on the perception that gun owners are bad and guns are bad. So gun shows must be bad. And they've had to literally have um, people show up multiple times each year, not just occasionally, but like multiple times each year to challenge the concept that gun shows should be removed from Del Mar and from other places in Southern California. Now, because of this, they get to say, we're closing the gun show on our own time because well, they have to because the vendors probably don't want to show up. And if no customers are perceived to show up, they're not going to it would be a waste of time. They kind of have to. But it sucks because then that feeds the whole fire. So I'm not worried at all about the disease. There's nothing that has told me that this is for sure going to be more deadly or anything. And I'll be happy. I don't be happy to be wrong. I'll be sad if I'm wrong, but I don't think I will be. We've lived through like dozens of these events already. We are a uh, mammal that's decent you know like we can handle it we do have some fragile mammals but most of us are pretty solid and we live through this shit i do think though that we've got a media that's desperate to keep us control and to to create fear we have a bunch of people who want to see trump out of there and they they know that the only thing they possibly can do is create whatever turbulence like distrust problems speculation Something that, you know, gives some reason to suspect that Trump has either didn't do something right or whatever, but they haven't been able to successfully do anything else in, in, you know, all the other strategies that they've done. And now here comes the old tried and true. You know, if they didn't do this stuff every four years, if they didn't attempt every time they've been unsuccessful at other things to divert, you know what I mean? Like if that's that's why I find it really hard to, to, uh, to think that this time. It's, uh, you know, this is the real deal. You know, it just happens to be at a time when it's perfect for all these, you know, people to benefit from it, to profit from it. But uh, anyhow, there's lots to, well, I guess time will tell. And uh, That's true. And, and, it, and it is true. The media loves to hype it, but that, that's their, that's their gig, right? Like clicks get the money and, you know, the more they can, scream and cry about oh either trump did something wrong or it doesn't matter what he does he's going to be wrong um but they would do this no matter what they're doing this because it gets people watching them that gets them advertising dollars and that's really all they care about they don't care about truth or anything we've seen that that they'll just lie and say whatever in order to get more attention um so you know don't let the media panic you but if you actually look at what else is going on? And you look at some other um, more informative um, information that's out there. It does seem to be a little bit worse, maybe even more than a little bit worse than a normal flu. But like I say, time will tell. I mean, we might not even see an impact where I live. I probably won't. Re- like we've only had our first case in our big city, like one case. 
um, Samara's wife. That's a, that's a weird thing that's going on. Is it seems to be hitting higher level people? Have you noticed that? No. Like, well, did you listen oh, to Yankees? Like, thing? You don't listen to Yankee anymore, probably. No. Um, Yankee brought up a point, and I don't agree with him because Yankee hates rich people, of course, or he doesn't trust rich people as much as you know. I don't trust them or like them. I just don't fear or hate them. But um, his point was that you know if a rich person starts to cough and then they got the re- well, he says it's because they're rich and powerful. So immediately the the medical jumps over and and determines you know let's run a test on you. They figure out they've got it, so they run tests and all their friends and family, and then all of a sudden it's. It seems as though a lot of people have it all of a sudden, when in reality, if you went around testing everyone, everyone already has it, right? Because of that whole thing that you're concerned about, the long gestation period and the high um, high contagiousness or whatever of it when before symptoms show. So the thing is, most of us have it. It's just that most of us are healthy, I suspect. Most of us have it. Most of us are healthy and we're not showing symptoms and we're spreading it to each other. And it is super crazy, super scary viral. But there's all kinds of things that have been super scary viral and our mammal bodies are used to dealing with this and our antibodies are in there creating our own little immune systems for it. It's just that when a bunch of rich people um, cough, you know, they go test and then they're like, oh, crap, here. And it becomes, it seems as though, and the people, again, who's, who's really to win here the media who wants to create a division who wants to suggest all this problem you know they're gonna they're gonna amplify any divide or any rift that they can possibly come up with i suspect the rich people just have the means you know if, if there was some sort of a inexpensive free test and you could go down to the circle k or the 7-eleven when you're buying a pack of smokes and blow into a box and it would tell you if you had it we'd see that 60 percent of the population already has it and then people would go oh well, then I guess it's not going to spread as fast as we thought. Or maybe they'd think, oh, it already spread as fast as we thought. And there was no, you know what I mean? Like, how do we know where we're at in this whole thing? We keep well, being told we're at the beginning of it. Yeah, the first thing we're at the end of it. And the only people that are going to die have already died. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not saying it is that way. I'm just saying, how do we really know until it's well, over? We could be pretty sure they didn't start that way because it started with a bunch of poor people in China and then started spreading really fast out of that initial infective infection right node and like the people well, they, like can track it. they can more, definitely track it they know where it came from and where how it spread a, yeah and and they know it's a new it's a new virus a new version of this virus so you know like we know it's not just something we've always had um but because uh I think I think it's just a natural virus, but it seems to be a really a virulent one. Um, well, I think one of the other things because there's a have you seen the meme or whatever where it's like I guess it's like a whiteboard at potentially it's allegedly at some doctor office, and on the left side of the whiteboard it says like the different election years, and then it has the various uh, scares that we had during those election years, and then on the right it says like don't panic. You know, 98.6% of people are going to get it and not have any problems and then something else. And then I brought that up to Matt yesterday or whenever it was. And he said, oh, no, that's been proven fake. So I was like, huh. So then today, while I was waiting for some videos to render, I went online and I looked up that picture. I'll do it right now so we can look at it together. But have you seen the one I'm talking about? Bob's still in here. You walked away or something. Or am I still here? 
um, what did I just call it? Like, uh, after my audio, my audio turned on. Am I still, am I still here? Okay, I think I screwed up and pulled us all both out of there. Are we all in here now? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Okay, yeah, sorry. That was my bad. I'm not used to this stupid duck thing. So, um, I don't know. Could you hear me in there? I was saying, uh, have you seen that image before? No, I haven't. Uh, is it election years? I think I already searched for it today. Like myself, I believe it's just a virus. Like we get, like they got the Spanish flu. Like you know, different influenzas have come and gone. I think this is a serious one. I I, I don't think there's any, you know, malicious intent intent on anyone's part, or you know, I think there's a lot of incompetence going on. But you know, that's pretty much standard operating procedure for governments in the world, right? No, I mean, it's just difficult to have a bunch of people in a stir in a pot, right? Or being a chef in one pot. You see, so this is what I'm talking about. It says every election year has a disease. SARS 2004, avian 8, swine 10, MERS 12, Ebola 14, Zika 16, Ebola 18, and Corona 20. So Matt said this was fake. So I went and looked it up, right? And I just went to, um, I think I just typed in like, years of viruses or something and you can find uh most of it comes up to world health organization or whatever i'm not going to bother doing it all right now because you can do it easily but um most of them have like a span right like they start and then they end you know, like none of them are like a week or anything they all take a couple of years so yep. these are pretty much dead on so i don't know what matt's talking about like number one these are all dead on like all of these things the thing is, like, this one might be 2003 to 2005 instead of 2004. This one might be 2008 to 2010. So he might have a problem with them narrowing it to these dates or whatever, but I didn't get into it with them. But this is certainly correct, and this is my frustration. And they have some deal where they call it normalcy bias, where they refuse to accept the fact that if you always think the sky is falling, that's also a bias. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. you can suggest that if someone has lived through every single one of these things and that every single year it, you're hearing the same thing this one's different this one's going to kill us all this one's got difference than the other ones that you are no longer going to be as interested in hearing the same old story because it sounds like the same old story anyway besides all that i went in and looked at it and ebola's in here twice and i was like oh that's interesting but that's what happened is ebola happened and then it went away or whatever and then it came back again and sometimes these are like you know, a cruise ship went somewhere and it came back out of nowhere. Or sometimes it's like, this is when it was discovered and then it kind of went away, but then here's where it hits all the Western countries or something. Yeah. But it's also that some of these things are just versions. Like you were saying, this is a very something like, well, most of these are just names for the same, like four different things, just right. different ways that they come out. So I think one of the things that they say about this Corona that's different is that it's not just a version of one of these other ones it's like a brand new thing to pop out like you know some of these pop out of birds 
Some of them pop out of reptiles. Like this thing popped out of, what the fuck did they say? A little hedgehog or some shit out of Africa. Like it was a weird thing that this thing actually popped out of. And then it got to China in a bat. So like, you know what I mean? Like when they can take them apart and figure out what species they come from and shit. I think that might be one of the things that people are concerned about this one is that it's a new one, but it's not like it's only new in like a, you know, like a new flavor. It's not like they came out with a different kind of thing. It's still ice cream. It's just, you know, they came out with strawberry instead of chocolate, but it's still ice cream. So like it's different, but it's, it's not like it's, you know, it's not like they came out with cake. It's still ice cream. It's not like it's a totally different thing, but um, that's right. It's difficult. And when people hear some of this stuff, they hear there's a new kind of ice cream. They think they hear the new kind of, and they don't know what this, what reference to put that with. And they think, Oh, you know, this is new. Like we can't deal with it. Well, that's still ice cream. It's still ice cream cone. It just tastes different, but you deal with it like you deal with an ice cream cone. So I'm sure some doctors are looking at it like, no, this is an ice cream cone. Don't worry about it. Some people are like, well, what if we're allergic to strawberry? Like, this is totally mind blowing. This is different. And I think that's one of the problems that we have to deal with. And that's where I really, this is all what I see is the real problem here is not the fact that there's a disease because what the fuck, this is evidence. doesn't matter if you agree with the dates. These are different diseases that have spread around the world. Like this happens constantly and it's going to keep happening what really we need to be able to do is figure out how to use the internet to not panic each other, but how to calm each other's shit and get past this shit. Now they're telling us that this is not a Chinese created bioweapon, but I don't care. Number one, fuck you. You can't tell me it is or it isn't because the Chinese aren't telling you it is or it isn't. And I wouldn't believe them if they did say it wasn't right. So I'm going to assume that it is a Chinese bioweapon unless otherwise told that, you know, fucking proven hundred percent. It ain't right. Either. They're going to attack us with a bioweapon right off the gate that's perfect somehow, or they're going to test the waters. And if this was testing the waters, and if it wasn't intentional, if they're using it to test the waters, that's where I think we're failing. Like, we need to get past this, like, I mean, look at this list again. Corona, Ebola, Zika, Ebola, MERS, swine. You were around. Matt had a chat about every one of these and how these were going to end the world and how we should start prepping. Has that solved it? Did we get better and get like evolved past where we prep? Like we should have prepped in 2000, right? When the Y2K shit, why would we have to prep in 2004? Why would we ever have to prep in 2008 when we already prepped in 2004? You know what I mean? Like, I think we need to figure out a way to get past all this shit so that we're not easily triggered by this bullshit. Yeah, but gee, we like there's, there's people been prepping since since the 20s the 70s I mean, yeah I mean, since world wars no, I mean, I mean, yeah. my grandma had enough shit because she lived through fucking the depression or whatever and she's like i'm never running out of toilet paper again i'm never running out of paper towel we had a whole bath a whole basement full of that shit yeah and um, and and canned fruit my my mother or grandmother was all about preserves you know there was just jars and jars and jars the whole basement was full of them we i don't think we ever got through it all um but you know, we had a potato bin with probably a hundred pounds of potatoes in it. But that's people who live through the depression. Right? Never want to be without food. Same thing though. We like we're we're just you know, it's it's just people today aren't used to thinking that way. So as soon as anything comes up, it's a panic. Well, I don't know if it is though. I mean I guess, yes, in this case, you have to suggest it is because the shelves are, dry, are barren. 
but what's it i was thinking about it too um somebody was talking about this earlier and i was thinking about what's the big difference between this and the 22 shortage right when what was it the, the place in florida caught fire one year and that met, and they supplied like a lot of the 22 powder i guess for like europe and the united states so that put all the burden on the like mexican or south american powder manufacturers and they just couldn't handle it because it was a lot of demand for 22 long rifle for crying out loud and then as soon as there was scarcity everybody went nuts and decided this is the time to start burying it deep right like start buying as much as you possibly can price is no object and store shelves just went completely barren for what years right like two well, years a very tiny very tiny example but i mean we've yeah, never seen we've cool. never seen we've never seen any of these other um uh so-called you know panics where it actually turns out that's that people not just regular people because lots of them have it and lots of them are dying if you look at the death tolls in italy and and just the infection rates and in that um but not just italy it's uh i think it's uh england's getting bad um and they're being allowed you want to hear like canada wasn't even checking people and that's what killed me you guys closed off your borders to europeans you got a country that's not closing the borders to europeans and the border between us and you guys is wide open right we're all those refugees that are refugees from america by the way something like 200 a day crossing into canada they're getting welcomed they're not getting tested they just get a big check from the government and an apartment to live in but you know um nobody's testing like they had people coming in from iran and that's one of the hardest hit countries coming in off flights from iran into canada nobody was checking them like there was one guy they talked to he was self um quarantine quarantine him, himself him and his father who had just flown in he said but like all the other people from iran he talked to weren't like it's just it's ridiculous like there there is going to be bad infections and a lot of people are going to get sick and and probably it's the death rate is going to be fairly high but you know what it's it's not because it's a bioweapon or anything else it's it's government incompetence you look at places like hong kong and uh oh where else hong kong and japan have almost no cases they got a few they shut everything down they did it properly but and they're going to be okay probably so the biggest problem with you get something this big is it, if, if it hits really fast it fills all the hospitals then they have to start doing triage um and you got people at home uh that are going to be sick and maybe they're scared to go to the hospital now because you know that's where all the sick people are so you're going to have more fatalities because of that and it's not just fatalities like the the longer you don't get treated the more the after effects could be like uh this this virus does affect your lungs even on young people and can leave like i say scar tissue and stuff so it could have long-term effects, but you know, it's, it's, I don't like some people are talking like it's the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. It's going to, it's going to be a kind of a bad summer. And uh, yeah, it's, you know, hopefully I won't get it because I'm old. Um, but you know, if I do, well, it's the first time I've had flu. And as long as I don't die, I don't die. You got total confidence in your free healthcare. So number one, Oh yeah, you got Chinese, or you got Chinese healthcare. You got Canadian healthcare. 
But, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that means they're already <laughs> doing triage. So, you know, they'll, they'll be good at it. Uh, you got, um, what is it on that show I listened to? They said that older people, if you're over 50 or 60, I think you're over 65, forward, right? Yeah. You're over 60, are you or no? Yeah. <laughs> so then uh, you get the fancier one, the more effective one or something. So, because they have one that can get your system to kick in. So you don't have to deal with like the, just some generic one. You guys get an enhanced one or something. So at least, you know, again, they're aware and they're, I'm sure yeah. Canada's not going to ignore that. They're going to give the right one to everybody. Oh God, no. We have the most incompetent medical uh, system in the world. Whatever. It's you're still true. Kicking. You're still kicking. I've seen what you do and they kept you alive this whole time. So they must be <laughs> Oh, that's my constitution. That wasn't the, that wasn't the doctors. I tried to stay away from them. I'm actually supposed yeah. to go get a bunch of tests, and I won't do it because I don't want to go in the damn hospital. Um, but oh, it's it's like, man, it's already the the doctors are that like you can't shake hands with anyone. <laughs> it's really funny. But, so they were talking about. I said something like stack it deep or bury it deep, yeah. and then he said that uh, stack it deep or stack it high. And I was trying to say he can't bury it on a volcano, so he has to stack it. And I think mm -hmm. that's the confusion there. You bury it on a volcano, you just end up digging up a bunch of lava that squirts out. Oh, yeah. And plus the you know, island you might You only right. dig a hole on a volcano once, and then you never make that mistake. Well, that's true. And also, he's on an island, so even if he wasn't near where the lava was, if he digs too big a hole, the island will sink. That's true. And you're not allowed to have straws anymore. What'll happen is he'll dig a hole, the lava will start pouring out, but then the water will start pouring out inside of that, and that'll create a lava tube, and it'll effectively be a giant straw sticking out of Hawaii. It'd be horrible. Yeah, uh, yeah it'll kill all the turtles. Yeah. All right. But so um, let's see. So let's see. We've been chatting for a bit. Um, I was going to say something else about this whole thing. Oh, I was going to chat about the... Um, the NRA show got canceled. Um, you just got relocated or whatever, it sounds like. So are you planning on anything yet, or you still got a while before you start planning stuff? No, I got some other stuff's coming up. I'll have to do, we'll have to talk to you off air sometime and and uh, I'll fill you in on, on the crazy shit that's happening now. <laughs> it's but it's I'm entertaining. I'm not planning on traveling, but I'm always curious just to leave options open. So I'm just thinking I'm going to go in here and uh, screen, screen share in here. I'll close this thing already. And then we'll just open up this map. And there we go. So yeah, then uh, look at that. This, this monitor is so big, I can see the curvature of the earth on it. So if we were to, uh, if I'm thinking a lot of people were planning on going to, I think it was Nashville this year, to Nashville for the NRA show. And now they're not, right? So you've got industry that was planning on traveling to go there, uh, you know, getting themselves there and however much crew, keeping however much crew there at a hotel or a timeshare or something like that, traveling back, potentially shipping things. Uh, then you've got all the individuals who are planning on showing up, you know, individually or as a family or as a group, uh, again, traveling and staying somewhere and then going to the show, all that eating that would have to be done. And then whatever, you can't really purchase stuff at the NRA show, but I guess you can. So again, potentially some purchases. Um, again, if people were planning on going to a show like this, they might make a purchase like a new pair of shoes or a camera or 
I don't know, pairing pants or something or a new backpack, you know, in order to make the trip. And now these plans are canceled and potentially with enough time that there's time to either get refunds or to not make some potential purchases that you would have. And since I only heard about that earlier today, I think on Patreon, when uh, Gizzard Gary talked about it on Patreon, it's the first time I heard about it. Uh, but assuming it's true and he's not uh, doing something, some playing some kind of game or something, I'm going to challenge everyone who is planning on going to that show to consider doing something else to a with that money. Uh, the real goal of the NRA show this year would have been to go into the members meeting and to challenge the concept that Wayne LaPierre cannot be challenged in his position as president or executive president or the whole role he has. Uh, last year, we lost an opportunity to uh, request or um, I guess, depending on your point of view, either request or demand that the members meeting be held publicly. At least that would have been an attempt, a step to keep the stuff above board. And that didn't happen, mainly because too many people were more interested in looking at stuff and the uh, trade show part of it or the, 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 uh, the what do they call that thing? The uh, NRA, I forget what they call the big room, but anyway, more people were, yeah, the exhibition, the exhibition hall, then actually going into the members meeting, but now it's canceled. And that's, it gives the, the, the cowards, the, uh, the people, the unscrupulous people that are running the NRA and who aren't being challenged by the membership, it gives them an opportunity to hide and cower away and not be, you know, have to be in a position where they're in the same town and in the same city in the same building with a big chunk of the membership. So because we lost an opportunity for 2A, and I suspect that if we see the NRA show end and we see a giant gun show in California end, uh, potentially we might see Tulsa end, or at least cancel, I shouldn't say end, cancel, uh, then how many other gun shows are we going to see cancel? And if we see other gun shows cancel, are we going to see 2A rallies cancel? And we had something like 34 Second Amendment rallies planned. There's one coming up this week still in New Hampshire, and then we've got a bunch more coming up in April, quite a few more coming up in April. Now, if they get canceled out of fear or if they get canceled out of uh, ignorance, then we lose, right? Uh, we had a potential to really gain some momentum this year. So I'm, I'm frustrated when I see that this SAR shit or this, uh, what the hell we call it, avian? No, we call this MRSA, whatever the hell we're calling. Wuhan the flu the bat soup flu or the light beer flu this time um you know what i'm saying like what do we what do, what do we got to look forward to we got an election cycle coming up where uh guns had been the number one thing and now all this stuff has eigold been canceled are you kidding me oh shit i didn't want to say nothing i didn't want to but, jinx it like gee i mean they're canceling the nba season and stuff i mean it's they're, they're talking about canceling the nhl you're talking about canceling the nhl like canceling this all the sporting events this is like there's there's like if they're that panicked i mean i kind of expect that any kind of large gathering of people is going to get canceled yeah well and the thing is even and, if it doesn't get canceled who's going to show up if there's literally people right. succumb to the panic yeah. so again it just seems frustrating so i think that again it's more opportunity than ever to challenge people if we're going to see the opportunities that we had this year crumble in front of us not due to bloomberg not due to apathy but due to fear and due to uh manipulation well i'm going to say manipulation and and we can tell me i'm wrong until it you know all the dominoes fall i guess but again i'm going to look at a list of 
uh, past instances. I look at history and we don't live in a, in a isolation, right? These things happen in an environment and it's an environment where they know they have some go-tos and people will not question them when they go to those go-to positions. And one of them is you're supposed to be afraid and in panic mode right now. And not supposed to question me about this or that. And you certainly shouldn't show up and support Trump, or you certainly shouldn't show up to this two-way rally. And that's well, that's the frustrating part. I know, and then it's frustrating, but you, it isn't, you know, you can, at least we know that it's not directed at us, right? It's not directed at two-way, it's, this is world, or not worldwide, it's countrywide, but it's it, like, this is a worldwide thing going on. Now, whether it's real or not, like, obviously, it's real. There's enough people dying that we know this is a serious thing. Is it, like, it's not the end of the world. That's what I keep saying. But it is going to be bad. And and we do know that one of the things that can stop the spread, because that's what worked in South Korea and in Japan, is to um, isolate, like, tell, get people to isolate themselves until this thing's run its course. Um, the less people we can get infected the you know the less damage this thing's going to do you know it's just like i understand what you're saying is like you know don't be afraid of this but at the same time you can you can still be you know cautious um, no i hear you but again we also don't need to be cautious to the point of letting the terrorists win because this is really just again but it's not a, it's not a terrorist though this isn't a, this isn't uh individual or any entity that's doing this this is you know something that's happening i don't, in the I don't suggest that I, I understand but i'm saying someone let's say there's a, an evil you know whoever the antithesis is a superman is there's an evil what they call him you know bad guy out there yeah. um and a super criminal or whatever and they want to figure out how to be mean to the whole world well they're using their under you know they can see how this panic i just don't like it when people panic unnecessarily to feed each other's justification right. of panic and that's what this is doing so that's but, all I mean, i'm saying the terrorists yeah. win if they can see that we're going to run in chaos why would they not want to send you know like one of these movies or something why would they not want to send somebody coughing through six airports with some kind of new disease just to keep pissing us off because if they know they can push this button i just rather see us be more borg like or more you know like james bond in this kind of situation oh, the, no, the thing is, you can't, you can't, you can't just ignore that. The other. I'm saying like, more like James Bond, where you take the poison and you casually walk over and get the antidote, but you don't freak the fuck out and, and you know, just do unresponsible well, stuff like never. Again, we're talking about something that. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. I think there is panic going on. But at the same time, I mean, just saying we should just carry on as normal. What I think we should do is take this as an opportunity using the technology we have in the internet and this is when everyone's going to be sitting at home with nothing to do because they can't go out and usually do the stuff they usually do so this is a time when you can start engaging them in things that are really important and just, just think of the how much how many views people are going to start getting on their videos because people who normally wouldn't have the time are now going to be sitting at home going well i can't do anything can't go anywhere i'm tired of watching stupid movies I wish I could agree with you, but unfortunately, I think those views, I agree, I agree that they're going to sit at home and, and all that scenario is going to play out, but they're not going to sit down and better themselves. I think they're going to sit down and, and feast. They're going to glutton themselves on fear. They're going to figure out just how bad it's going to be, and they're going to have constant discussions about how bad it's going to be. 
And when a feed, oh. you know how the feed works, you know how Al Gore's rhythm works. When somebody has three things to choose from, one of them is how to paint a more lifelike scale model of a B-52 plane. One of them is like, you know, watching a, a whatever tour of a place you might want to go on vacation. And then one of them is how to, you know, make your own gas or filter or something. And, uh, you know, you, you have this perceived fear, then the logarithm is going to see that that's what people want. It's going to feed them. And even if these AIs aren't out to get us to be convenient and to be, you know, helpful to us, they're going to feed us our own fear. And if and we're not capable, we're too young on the internet, I think, to, to realize that. And it's just a group, you know, and we're going to sit there at home feeding this fear. And then people are never going to go back to work. And well, you know, and then that'll be the end of humanity, but it won't be the disease. That'll just be their, their own apathy and their own. Yeah, that's what I've been know. saying the whole time. I don't think the disease is something to fear at all. I think that the way we react to it is the thing to fear. And the fact that we haven't wised up, we haven't gotten more resilient to the panic is what's frustrating more than the disease being going around the planet. Yeah, but I still don't want to get it. So, I mean, I'm going to take reasonable precautions. But I didn't say not to. Yeah. I didn't say not to at all. Saying when we get to like where every topic of every discussion is going to be this and we're going to stop going places, that's the part where I'm going to draw a line and be like, come on, let's still do our freaking shit. We, you know, you just yeah. make go mouth kiss everybody you're going to yeah. go hang out with. See, like personally, like one of the things I'm going to do, which is kind of both things, right, is I love fishing. I always go up fishing in the summer. Well, you know, right now is the perfect time to just go and spend the whole. Most of the summer, just up north, fishing different lakes that are, you know, there's going to be maybe I might see one or two other people, you know, because I, I never do go to the big campgrounds. What the hell? I mean, where's a better place to sit than in your boat with a line in the water with nobody else around you for a thousand miles, except, you know, maybe a hundred people within a thousand miles. I hear you. I mean, I'm not going to suggest that fishing isn't a good pastime. In fact, I think there's probably a lot to be said for taking some time away from electronic stuff anyway, right? And it's important. But the reason I'm going to say step away from electronic stuff is to gather, is to, because I've had just the most, I mean, I've been doing some uh, traveling to uh, not just museums and shops so much in the last couple of trips, but to rallies to see gatherings of people and to experience what it's like when people come from multiple states to, um, you know, be focused on the Second Amendment and, in those couple of hours, you know, you travel for a while to get to a place for two hours, maybe four hours. If you're lucky, the longest rallies are four hours. Most of them are two hours. Uh, you know, it's an extract of conversation and experience. So, um, you know, seeing that and, and what the value that comes from that, the conversations. And, and now with that insight, being able to take that experience to conversations online, I had somebody challenge me just yesterday that, or maybe it was today, even I forget, but, uh, challenge that rallies are pointless Two a rallies are pointless because you're preaching to the choir because uh, other people suggest that a two a rally is pointless because the politicians don't give it significance and i'm like well then you haven't actually been to a rally because when you go to a rally what you find out is who cares how many politicians are looking out their window at you it's an opportunity to meet people and talk to people uh, sheriffs show up the pro two a sheriffs show up and definitely want to meet you know constituents or whatever you call people that live with them uh, you know, shake hands, do interviews, let their Second Amendment, pro-Second Amendment positions be known. It's an opportunity to network and collaborate with other creators or people who don't even know their creators yet, especially people who 
listen to my shows, if you are at all willing and interested in using your own telephone or your camera to share content or to create content, you know, taking that passion and that inspiration to people at a rally who maybe didn't even think about the fact that they have the ability to be part of this whole thing, uh, that is magic. And that's why it's in the First Amendment. And the people that have never attended one and sit at home and only look at a couple of still pictures and listen to some commentary by other people who've never been to one don't appreciate what we really have to gain by taking a couple of minutes off of the internet and putting a gas in a tank and driving somewhere and having to find a place to park and then having to walk over there and be in an area with a whole bunch of other people who did all those inconveniences so that they could stand there and have that photo op. And maybe some political strategists do look out the window and they understand what it's like to park in Santa Fe, New Mexico. And if there's that many people out front who are willing to deal with parking in Santa Fe, New Mexico because of a crazy little red flag law, then maybe they're not going to push for a magazine ban next time. And how are you going to tell me that that wasn't effective? But I can certainly tell you that if they panic us for the 14th time about a potential problem right before an election year and nobody shows up for those things, there's, there's, you know, loss of potential there. Well, and I know, and that's really unfortunate. I don't think, you know, but <laughs> it's far better to not have the, not have the, the big rallies right, right now. I mean, it, it doesn't mean they're not going to go on. It just means they have to be put a pause, put on hold for a bit. Um, because I mean, what could be worse than having all the two way people who are passionate enough about it to actually show up to a rally and do all that stuff to what if that, what if this thing is really bad and all of a sudden we've lost a bunch of, of really staunch two A supporters. So I, and, I think prudence says, let's take a break from it for a couple of months, see what's happening, like see whether this is really going to be bad or not. And then, you know, if it's not, then we can go back to what we were doing. But I, I think right now uh, caution is probably the right course for the whole world, really. Yeah, that's where we differ or whatever. I mean, I'm not suggesting caution isn't a good idea, but I don't think telling people not to show up for events is caution. That's leading to fear. And I really do see the uh, internet, or excuse me, not the internet, the uh, media, the the networks and the, you know, the people that are all controlled by the big conglomerates of media or whatever, uh, as, you know, being willing and having already in history use these kind of situations to their advantage. And unfortunately, we don't have memory on that. I'm going to, there's nothing I can do with this one, right? But it's just like when something happens with firearms. Uh, somebody mm. murderer does something horrible. They pick up a particular piece of property because they know that's going to make them infamous. And they know from history that there's no chance in hell that the media is not going to pay attention to their particular atrocity, right? Yeah. And this is very similar. Every single time this has happened, they've profited, they've, they've gained views, they've you know, what they call it, jockey for position. And I really don't pay attention, but, you know, maybe NBC wins the the SARS coverage and maybe somebody else, you know, CBS wins the, the coverage of the next, you know, thing. But what we're not seeing is like, you know, more solidified, uh, honest answers from a CDC. You know, we're not seeing a non-political CDC stockpile stuff that matters, right? We're not saying, like, you know, hey, these these masks right now, where where they all come from China and we don't have blah, blah, blah. And, you know, we know from past experience, like we don't see that happening. 
and that tells us that they're profiting from this these, these panic episodes. And if they were seriously concerned, I mean, we have aircraft carriers, like they said in that thing, you don't build an aircraft carrier when it, something happens. You build an aircraft carrier where well ahead of time. We've got people who, if this was a serious issue, we'd have stuff. So they either know that there's nothing you can do or that they're going to profit from the hype. And I, yeah. anyway, so that's all I'm saying is I, I, I hear you. I understand that there's, there's something that, you know, to be aware of and I'm not suggesting people go out and lick doorknobs, but at the same time, I just I hesitate to suggest that in this particular year, we just start shutting stuff down and allow it. Cause that's just. Well, and that's the thing is we didn't do that for any of the other, for any of the other scares. Like, the, and, and this is obviously more. Well, this is never, we've never had this, um, this fast an infection. And like I say, there are some cases showing people getting reinfected with it. That's when it gets, you know, cause you, you just get over one type of the, of this, you know, and, and a month later you've got another type. Um, that's happened to a few people already. So. Uh, and it's the same virus reinfecting people. So, you know, if it starts doing that um, widespread, then it gets really serious. And it is serious enough that I, I don't disagree with them, what they're doing, shutting down like big sporting events and, and stuff like that. That kind of makes sense. If you've got a really highly infectious disease, yeah, the, you know, people go, oh, well, you know, the fatality is only what, 4% now? Yeah. <laughs> take four percent of the world's population that's an awful lot of people you got to bury and uh it, it just if the damage is going to do the economy because of all this going on like this is a serious threat and i don't think we could you know i don't think we should take it lightly and you know i mean it, just people should just be more cautious about it and and i don't disagree with the no large gatherings i, I just don't I, I think it's a. Well, we're not. They don't ask us anyway, right? So it doesn't. Well, really exactly. Matter. I mean, they're, they're not about it anyway. I just happen to agree with them. I've got a couple of things there. So, what? How many? How? What percentage of the world? You probably know this off the top of your head, maybe. What percentage of the world's population died in like World War One and or World War Two? Do you happen to know that? Oh, not off the top of my head. But it is a number, right? It's like thirty. Right. But more, more people died from the flu. More people died from the flu than actually died in combat. Well, okay, but I'm just like to put it in perspective or whatever, like how many percent of people on the planet die in a world war? Is it like 10% or is it like 30 or is it like 10? Or I mean, is it like three? Oh, I think it's probably not even three. Okay, so it's not a big dent as far as I'm just trying to put it in perspective because what's interesting about this potentially. And I was listening to that. I think it was like 45 minutes, that interview. And maybe not all of it is about this thing, but they kept going back to it. So quite a bit of it, that 45-minute thing was about this. Um, one of the things they brought up, or they didn't really bring it up, but I was thinking about it, is that how they'd say that it can be, uh, what's it called, like in kids, but they don't get sick, but they can be contagious or whatever, and they'll carry it or transmit it or whatever it's called. Um but the, the fact that kids don't really get it because their immune systems are too good or something. And then yeah. middle-aged people don't get it, but old people get it and babies get it, I guess. But um, our babies can be hurt from it, but you know, regular little kids don't get it. So I was thinking it's almost like one of those shows where something goes around and kills all the old people and all the teenagers live, you know, like a couple of TV shows have been done like that. Yeah. You know, that would be. Yeah. That's not what's happening though. Like, 
I mean, the doctor who discovered it died of this disease, and he was in his 30s. Well, there's a, there's occasional, but I mean, in general, when you say it's like such, such and such more deadly than the flu, the flu or something, that's more deadly to like the edges. It's not more deadly to just across the board. It's just yeah, the, but the flu. The flu is like the flu's fatalities are mostly those edges too. No, I know that's what I'm saying. It's just it, it amplifies the edges, and then there's always the outlier, like somebody who happens to be susceptible. And they said that like some people will get it and like get the sniffles, other people will get it and die. Like you just everybody's right. different and everything. But all I'm getting it is, yeah. But this one is significantly has a significantly higher mortality rate than the regular flu. Yeah, I don't care. I'm just I'm trying to get past that and say if the wars ended up killing like middle aged like fighting people, right? It killed the middle of the population curve. So what was left was a bunch of kids and old people at the end of both world wars, and pretty much every other war. No, you got to remember World War One. It was men that died. It was the majority of the, well, the vast majority of deaths were men. I mean, obviously, like, when they come in and destroy a town, everybody dies. But I'm just saying, like, the majority of people that die are of fighting age. And men and women are mostly yeah. men. But I'm just saying with this disease, it's almost the opposite where edges are going to die. Like, the old people are going to die. And yeah. what's the difference when you got a population where the, the middle-aged people die? That's like a hole. Like that's difficult because those are the people that ran machines and could run a plow and did all the work. Now, nowadays, is you get all yeah. the old people died. Would that be a bad thing for the world, or would that be a good thing? Like all the well, people that wasn't all the money. Okay. Die so you you think that all these millennials? You think all these millennials are gonna like you know take their man buns out and uh, pull up their skinny jeans and get to work doing that labor that needs to be done? The <laughs> first off, the millennials, we're talking about their kids, the Zoomers. So the Gen Zs who've never voted before are just coming of age. Like that's the ones who are taking the reins. The boomer, the millennials are already like, you know, 50 or not 50. Well, they're, they're like they're 30. Yeah, they're 30. They're the ones you're talking about. These are the, they're the ones who are gonna take over after all the older people die. The Gen Zs are too young. <laughs> you know what's going to happen then, right? Now we're talking an apocalypse. Can you imagine these these idiots who can't even function without their smartphone to tell them when to when to take a poop, right? And and you, how are they going to do anything? They they live on soy. Like, oh my God, it's going to be the end of the world. Can you imagine it's people gonna, like Ortazio or Cortez. She's going to be president, right? Because that's all that'll be left is people like her. All the old people will die, and that's interesting because again, all the that's another conversation we'll have to have in the future at some point. But think about the Congress and how long can they even stay kicking? All the people with the old-fashioned views that still have whatever influence and power and favors or whatever is owed to them that keep the status quo like they are falling eventually. Those pillars will be gone, and their power will be less and less. Right? Uh, the accumulated power of the younger set will have different ambitions and and goals and they're they're going to start taking over so that'll be a transition but what you're talking about here is like physically people existing or not you know about dying or not anyway i thought that was interesting that it would be different if we're left with a world where everybody's healthy and still able to do their jobs as opposed to a end of a war when everybody got taken from their jobs to go do this war get killed come back broken or missing and try to put back you know together a world that's on fire this time the world isn't on fire the world isn't broken the, the land isn't destroyed 
It's just that a bunch of people on the edges, some babies and mostly old people would just, you know, in the worst case scenario, let's say 20% of old people, you know, we get rid of all the people in the, from the, the boomers or the gen, I guess the boomers are the only ones still kicking, right? The greatest generation's gone. I think there might be a couple, but you know what I'm saying? If we all of a sudden got rid of all the boomers, the greatest generation, that's the other thing. The people that are at risk here are the baby boomers, like the biggest generation of people on the planet, right? Bob's muted again. But if all those boomers knocked off, what happened to Bob? Did we go off here? You can't talk about boomers like that on YouTube. They get you off. Yeah, no, no, I'm still here. Um, yeah, I, I mean, you just got to remember, like, like I'm, I'm a baby boomer, right? So, um, you know, people my age can still be working normally, um, but that's a cool coin I got all the way from China. Oh, is that what you got there? It's a, I think it's a 500 yuan something or other. Coins? Huh? Is that aluminum or some like material that's super uh, lightweight? Yeah, it's not very heavy, no. I don't know what it is. I'll give but, you a one ruple if you'll lick it. Oh, shit. I'll give you one ruple if you lick it. Hell no. <laughs> I don't even know where I got it. That's the weird part. I found it in my change jar and I was like, why? I have a Chinese coin in my Chinese jar. <laughs> I'm injured on my fucking coin. <laughs> you know, yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't even know what it's worth, but hey. <laughs> it's almost the same size as a toonie, so I think somebody just um, cheated somebody at a store, gave him one of these, and the person thought it was a toonie or something. You're made out of aluminum, too, I think. you got lightweight metal. No, it's it's ours are made out of heavy, because we got a lot of nickel and shit like that, so I think they're made out of steel and uh, stainless and nickel and i think they put a brass center in the tuning probably not i don't think they use brass anymore hell no we were the last ones using silver i think okay so then so that would be one thing is to look at how the populations got impacted by world wars and again like the general like the ages of the people that got you know, taken out by the world wars right and then what was the other thing? Oh, I guess the other thing was the concept that the uh, the old politicians are, you know, whether or not this this virus has anything to do with it, the old politicians have a lifespan. And the other thing is that they're moving along and they're going to have less and less influence in national elections. That means that their representatives are going to have less and less chance or ability to stay in power. So their positions will be less and less, you know, whatever paid attention, but yeah. paid attention to by the youngins. And that'll definitely be different because the youngins are definitely being told by who knows what, you know, who know, by who knows who to who knows what. Uh, that I'm not as pessimistic as some people, but I'm certainly looking forward to what the hell happens. But, yeah, it'll be interesting when they take over because, like I say, it'll be. I don't know. We don't have, do we have transitional old people? Like the, is Hillary still baby boomer? Like that kind of old people are, they're, they're all going to kick out. Right. Oh, and yeah. I don't know who the new, like whatever well, word is like the new generation. Yeah. Of, uh, 
I'm you gotta remember I'm 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 the tail end of the baby boomers, right? Right. So you know, and, and I guess if you were healthy and looked after yourself, people like me could go another twenty years. I mean, obviously the, the everybody running for president is that age. Well, and you're probably going to be voting a lot longer. Like my grandparents probably quit voting. I don't know. Let's say when they're seventy. Like you people will probably quit voting when you're eighty or something, right? Yeah, like eighty or ninety. Longer than old, other old people had been. No, well, my dad voted up until he was eighty. I mean, that was I his. Mean, average, you know what I mean? Like just yeah. in general. But it's most of, most old people most old people do vote because it gets them gives them a chance to go see who's still alive in their you know neighborhood. Yeah. But uh, I think I think uh, this, it's going to be an interesting summer. Let's put it that way, because a lot of people, uh, a lot of the uh, scientists that I've been reading on, um, they're actually saying that summer does not necessarily mean it's going to be over. Like this could this could go on for a year, possibly two, like because of the the way the if the the way the infection's spreading. But who knows? Like we don't know. This is new territory. This is this is well not a totally new virus. It's kind of a new version of it. it it's got some different behaviors, shall we say. But I'm going to go, like I say, I'm just going to go fishing. I figure another, uh, probably around April, I can start heading up to the campsite, campgrounds and stuff. And Hey, why not? You know, it, 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 it's cheaper to live in my camper than it is to rent anyway. So. All right. Well, since you're talking about fishing, sardines, do you eat sardines? Yes or no? Let's see. We got 15 no. people here. We'll see how many no, votes you get. No, you're not a fan. No, never. Or you never. don't. Oh, they stink. Them. Oh God, I hate them. I'm. I hated them because my grandpa ate them, and I ate one or whatever when I was a little kid, and I was like, nope. But I haven't ate them since. But uh, I was looking at something on Instagram earlier, and I've heard this before that they're one of the better things to prep or to eat in general if you're trying to get healthy and just eat, you know, things that are healthy or whatever. Mm -hmm. They're too little to collect the mercury and everything. So they're of, of the fish. They're some of the healthier fish that you can get. And then uh, something about the fat, meat, protein. It's like a whole bunch of protein for the, you know, bang for your buck with protein mixed with the fattiness or something about them. And uh, like, you know, I'm not going to suggest they're an ideal food, but they're certainly like uh, an efficient food. And, and most everybody who I know is like talks about them like that. Says, you know, it's not, you're not eating them for taste, you're eating them for what they do for you. And uh, so I was curious how many people are eating them because I know my grandpa didn't give a shit about any of that. He just ate them because he thought they were good or whatever. He would consider them sort of a treat, I think, and eat them. I think he ate them on a cracker. I remember. I know he would just once in a while open up a thing and eat them with a toothpick right out of there. Yeah. But uh, I, I think it was a generational thing. I, I know a lot more people like I remember people eating sardines all the time like adults and I used to think that was just a, I couldn't even stand the smell. I don't know. know how they did it either. Fresh fish, fresh fish, no problem. But I don't know. No, you know it's you know it's good for prepping is canned mushrooms. Hold on. So well here's the you're not gonna get me to say nothing bad about mushrooms because I'm a big fan of mushrooms, but canned mushrooms. Uh, uh -huh. But canned mushrooms, if you've got a bunch of cans of mushrooms and you got a bunch of rice, 
you're pretty much set because if you just make I guess technically but here's the thing have you ever looked into growing mushrooms no okay well not, it's not, not very it's not very difficult is all i'm saying it's basically a very rudimentary form of life and as long as you've got like basic conditions which is like a clean area that's dark and leave you know just a cave a hole a cellar you can pretty much leave a, some mushrooms grow and have fresh mushrooms and that's the kind of thing that gives you a massive amount of protein and you can do it over and over and over so i hear you with the can and i'm in the desert you know so i'm all about having some canned because of the water in there and stuff i'm just saying if you're going to prep prep some actual spores whatever the, the oh, yeah, that's basically a chunk of wood or some water with the spore in it because the spore can last a long time. You get some sawdust or some corn, depending on the mushroom and you create a, you know, a pile of goop that it can grow in the spore stuff grows, pops out mushrooms. And that's when you get into a cycle and that's something that you can grow with basically dirt and corn and, you know, very rudimentary products, waste, mm -hmm. and then uh, create decent protein. And that's the kind of thing that not only feeds you, but gives you enough protein that you can start trading for the toilet paper and the aspirins and the shit that you need. Yeah. The no, way I throw on there is the, the cans are fine, but and you know. Yeah, no, the the, the that's an excellent idea. I mean, I, I've never thought of actually growing mushrooms as a fruit food. Eh? Like, I mean, I got lots of seeds and shit. Like, well, mushrooms are as easy as taking a, the right kind of log, drilling yeah. some holes, or taking an axe and chopping a few holes in it you know just chopping some splits yeah. in it then taking some spore and you know the spore is just the seed of a mushroom basically spore yeah. you take a couple of mushroom caps throw them in some water a bucket of water the spore gives it some time stir it around let the spore get down into the water pour that water over the log and come back like eight months later and you're harvesting mushrooms and you've now got mushroom family that you can keep growing for years and you throw a couple of other logs on there and you're feeding the area so um oh, that's an excellent idea yeah, we'll have to have some chats on that. There's actually the back when I went to school for all this stuff, it was like knowledgeable, but it was like in the timber industry. Like, you know, you do all that stuff, but in order to put like a, a beneficial mushroom in an area where you need it to, to, to fight something or to, to do something, you know, you do it as a tool. Now people have focused that on edible mushrooms and have made, um, you know, videos and products. Actually, I've, I've crowdfunded some of the products. I've helped crowdfund some of the products too. Uh, bring like either bags or buckets or uh, bottles of the pre, you know, mushrooms kind of a three part cycle. So one part of the cycle you bottle or you bag or whatever, and then you can kind of hold on to that for a while or start using it like you would any year, you know, growing tomatoes or anything like that. Anyway, so yeah, we could have a whole chat on that sometime, but let's get back to sardines because I, I thought that was, like I said, I never liked them, but there's different ways to eat them too. And that's uh, oil, water, and mustard, and hot sauce. So you can buy them different ways. So Pame is saying no. Ozzy's saying yes with mustard. Um, let's see. I might have tried the canned ones, but nope, can't say they are good. Hear that. Uh, the next flu will be the fish flu. Okay. Sardines are nasty. Kippers are slightly less nasty. I almost bought kippers, but I'm pretty sure they're even saltier, right? Uh, let's see. Then Lunatic says, I eat a lot of sardines on bread. Portuguese in me? Okay. And the spicy ones? Yeah, Portuguese is fishing country. That's a, Those are fishing people, so. 
these Saini Hunts morels every spring. Uh, let's see, you have to eject your old family, your old people, family members from your basement to make room for the mushrooms. There's <laughs> people in the basement, they'll fall down and they can't get out of there. You make old people stay outside. Uh, I have a catalog for spore prints when I want mushrooms. Yeah, well, that'd be nice. I've heard of using cow poop. Well, it depends on the mushroom. Some mushrooms like a, you know, like a corn, some mushrooms like a wood, some mushrooms like a poop. It just depends on the mushroom. Crowdfunded mushroom farms. Yeah, I've had, I've crowdfunded mushroom farms, but mostly like the concept of making a home farm or, or a home, what do you call it? Like a home, what's the word? Like growing kit. So that basically you either get like a, a bag that's like the size of a gallon of milk and, uh, either like poke a hole in it or sometimes you open it up and spray water in it and it depends on the mushroom they all kind of have their own like system or procedure but you just do something to the bag sometimes you take the bag and open it up and spread it out over poop or corn corn or straw some stuff grows in just straw substrate yeah there you go depends on the mushroom anyway mushrooms are awesome uh pink's not here but otherwise he'd be out there saying yeah yeah, no, I mean, I think that's an excellent idea to uh, have as your prep stuff. I mean, same as any kind of seeds, right? But, I mean, for what's happening right now, I think the most we should look at is, you know. Seeds grow where you're at. I mean, having something that doesn't grow where you're at is frustrating and a waste of resources. So you definitely exactly. grow local. Yeah. yeah, that's one thing I found that was a little tough when traveling is I, I did have, like, some seeds, but, I mean, seeds that can grow up here are not going to grow real well in Arizona, or if at all. Um, it's like you could grow potatoes in a bucket anywhere and you can grow yeah. tomatoes in a bucket anywhere. You can, you know, there's things you can grow anywhere. And then there's stupid shit that it would be dumb to ever prep, like an avocado plant or some stupid shit that's going to yeah. take four years before it even blossoms and shit or whatever, right? Or, you know, grains. Grains are a long-term prepping. You know, just because... Oh, Kind of thing too that you got to grow so many of them i think you'd be smarter to know what wheat looks like or what grasses can be harvested and then depend on like a field somewhere because nobody you know you're not going to well, plow your field of wheat yeah no i mean you can grow a small patch by hand but i mean it's it's not going to you know it's going to make enough flour it, it wouldn't be feasible to make that to make bread with no, um, no. if you were going to grow it to eat it as a as a cereal grain, something like that. Yeah, you can get away with that. Um, but you, yeah, your best bet in any kind of survival situation is like, you know, just the stuff that's real easy, like potatoes and and uh, things like that. So but, as far as coffee, I think there are things you can do to substitute for. Yeah, I mean, you can you can make bread, potato bread. You can make. Potatoes, you can you make almost anything, right? You can make vodka with potatoes, and I figure if you can make bread and vodka, eh, you got it made. Well, the potatoes are almost, I mean, if you got to prep one thing, it would either be, well, it could even be potatoes because you can eat them just as is. You can do a billion different things to prep, you know, to make them into different foods. But like you just said, you can also then, you know. Yeah, and they're, they're fairly easy to propagate as well, right? Um, my well, mother, you should you just chop a potato into like four or six or eight, depends on how big the potato is. You don't even have to do that. My mother told me during the depression they used to just plant the eyes of the potato 
because they didn't want to waste potatoes, so they would just carve the eye out of it. You could still eat that potato. Yeah, exactly. Right. The, the, mm. Giving it a quarter of the potato is really a waste. Yeah, you're right. You could just let it go. You just have to pay a little bit more attention to the little thing when it's little. But yeah, that's that's nothing if you want to eat the rest of that potato. You're right. Oh, yeah. And I mean, you know, like my mother, apparently her family lived on basically the potatoes they could grow in the yard of their house and the pigeons that their father would go and shoot from under the bridge. You could uh, probably get like a little melon ball. Just scoop the eyes out and make like a little, you know, yeah. make potato sprouts from that. I bet. Yeah, they just use you know like whatever pocket knife or any kind of knife, thing. Eh? Ozzy's hey. saying you can do whatever. I'm just thinking that would be neat to have the little ball of potato. But Ozzy's saying you can do a lot with corn. But the thing is with corn, like I say, you got to really grow like a lot of corn. And yeah. I tried growing corn. I, I'm not. A, my grandpa had corn, and he did it like it wasn't nothing. But he grew up on a fucking farm, and he knew how to grow corn. I guess I tried to grow like two three rows by like eight you know it wasn't a lot i just grew like a little plot of corn mainly because i was playing with i was going to school for this stuff i was playing with the um companion is a companion or the uh putting things next to each other so that they help each other uh resist and you know bugs and things like that so anyway i grew corn as a part of that little thing and it was a pain in the butt uh if you haven't if you don't have enough corn it doesn't whatever you call pollinate each other uh, you know, without a lot of effort. And if you have too much of it, you you know, it's just like a sweet spot. If you have a field of it, it just happens, I think. But if there's not enough of it, like you got to go around and stink with it. And that could take just a lot of effort, I think, depending on how, you know, considering how much you get out of the corn, like you're saying. Yeah. Although corn is different than wheat. You can literally just eat the corn again and then you can dry it. And, you can eat you know. wheat that way too. Um, although something like oats is far better. Um, oats, you can basically put it in a bag it keeps forever and then you can either plant it or you can grind it up and make oatmeal or you can eat actually just soak it in water and eat it as a as a kernel um you can roast it and all kinds of other things um so like any of those kind of grains are going to be really good for a long-term survival idea depending on what grows best in your area you'd need to have them in the complete kit or whatever for like once everything starts to come back. But on the other hand, I, I doubt the world is going to get to a point when there's like, where are we no. going to find corn seeds? You know, like, we're going to all. Well, there, there's a there's a real quandary with uh, modern seeds. Eh? Is a lot of them don't uh, germinate. That's why you have to buy new seeds every year for your garden. A lot of them won't, uh, I guess, well, germinate or whatever. Like, well, yeah, it, some things are difficult. Like, yeah. they just difficult on their own but you can yeah. most of the time influence them with a paintbrush or fiddle with them or make them you know. well uh, it's just the seeds aren't viable like those big red tomatoes everybody loves you can't take the seeds out of those and plant them they won't grow oh you just mean like clones and hybrids and shit that just grow yeah. sterile or whatever well, yeah. no, not, like i mean just even the stuff you get to plant in your garden unless it's a heritage tomato in right. all likelihood you can't plant those seeds that you get out of that tomato they won't grow. They won't germinate. So that's that's a lot of people who prep. They have to they they have to make sure that they're getting heritage seeds, not not modern um, vegetables. This they have a thing called seed search here, where um, they keep alive the varieties of plants that grew here natively prehistoric. Mm -hmm. So, well, historic, I guess. We, the stuff that the well, the stuff Pioneer. that was first, and the stuff that the Indians grew out here. Yeah, and also the stuff the pioneers first brought up because a lot of it is no longer commonly available. No, like this, this place, about, 
anything like that because they don't care about that because that would have been non-native. This stuff is all native or uh, Spanish brought in, but not anything that we brought back over here. Mainly stuff, though, that would grow in Arizona like a weed. If you didn't do anything, it would just grow anyway. And yeah. that's that's all I was getting at is if you grow stuff that grew in your area before anybody was even there. And a lot of times you can find that stuff. It might not look as fancy and healthy as a tomato today because of all the genetics aren't in it. But it'll grow like a weed when you don't barely have to water it. You know, like it just grows there naturally kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, it's the same up here. We got a lot of the same stuff. Um, Everybody has those, yeah. like, all the stuff that we have is like the same as like a poodle and a wolf, right? Like yeah. at one point it looked like the shitty crap that we have growing wild, but they manicured it and made it all nice into big healthy versions that we're used to. But we can mm -hmm. always grow the old versions. They're just not exactly perfect, but they grow is all I'm getting at. Without as much effort, you know, they grow right. without as much water. They grow without as much light. Yeah, um, so yeah, and that's. But again, that's all long-term prepping. I don't think we need to prep for more than like a month, and everybody should do that anyway. Because there's all kinds of things. Like we've had ice storms up here that, like a whole city, there's it's been shut down. There was no power, no, no food delivery, nothing for a month because of an ice storm that just basically shut the whole damn, you know province down almost well um, the, and you guys have that hurricane in new york where like power was off in areas for weeks at a time oh, you know it makes perfect sense to have you know a, a, at least a couple of weeks of food and water all the time like this well, this everybody's panicking now because they didn't bother to have this stuff i mean well, I, you know. the dude that uh Honda made me listen to to try to get me to be afraid um he says that it's not going to be like uh like an overnight panic uh, like people are familiar with with other things he said it's not going to be a weekend it's going to and it's not going to be like a couple of weeks he said it's going to be a seasonal thing where like you know the summer will be tough not like you know a couple of weeks will be tough yeah. or like a couple of days will be tough but well, if it does get if it does get as bad as i hope it doesn't but i think it could then yeah, it could easily be a seasonal and be a month or two months. And like we we're not going to see this shortages right now. We'll see temporary shortages as people panic. But I think in the long term is when we're going to start seeing some shortages because so much industry got moved over to China and places like that that are basically shut down right now and and probably will be for at least a month. Um so think about that. If you're not, you know, you know, like they say, every store is what three days away from having empty shelves. If the probably trucks don't run, that. probably not even that. Really, three yeah. days, and, and that's if the trucks don't run. Well, maybe the trucks can run because they got fuel, but if they don't have anything to carry, you know, um, like when it's when this first started going on, I went out and got some like fresh stuff because you know that's all I'm worried about, and I don't want to go to the store. I don't want to go to the store if people are panicking, you know, or if there's a big crowd in there. So, you know, that just make that's and and the basic, the staples like the soups and the the other, you know, mac and cheese and rice and stuff like that. I always have that. I mean, even when I was in my camper, I had probably two months worth of food. Might be why I didn't get very good gas mileage, but hey, I felt better. You know, that would be the worst time for a, a disaster if you're a prepper is if you're not at home, you're out vacationing. <laughs> well, we live in a world where we don't have 
warehouses and you know we're used to seeing i don't even know can you imagine how many like items are in a walmart or even in a regular food store it's got to be thousands for sure right i mean if not oh, more, more than millions, mil millions more than likely but yeah i mean we're just used to like oh i want a different flavor of spicy mustard or i need a different kind of organic brown rice oh there's only three varieties here you know like we're used to a lot of stuff but yeah. um I think that only comes from, I don't know, every time I watch anything, you know, we're, our, it comes out of the factory, it gets put on a pallet, it goes to the store it needed, that needed it. You know what I mean? Like, they don't make stuff and it doesn't, like, back in the old days, you'd watch, like, Mr. Rogers. You're like, hey, yeah. we're making popcorn. And they'd make popcorn and then it would go into some giant room where it would be like, and then we put it into the, like, Indiana Jones archive of popcorn till next seven, you know, 17 years from now when somebody eats this box. You know, none of that happens anymore. And stuff goes to some warehouse or not warehouse, but to some distribution center, to some other distribution center, to a shelf, to your pantry. Yeah, but and, I mean, <clears throat> but I don't think that's a. I don't think that's because we're feeble or, or weak. It's just that we figured out we don't need warehouses. So I think that something like this. Okay, when there's when it, we're in the middle of it, it's like, oh, panic! What are we going to do? But the rest of the time, the time in the middle when all the strategists and people that either want to profit or make sure that no one suffers, you know, but all the like goodwill in the middle, they look at that and they go, mm, you know, do we need to create warehouses just because occasionally people are going to, you know, there's a tight spot. Like when there's that tight spot, you know, do we really suffer or is it just, you know, we're, we're tighter than normal. And that's, what I think, I don't know if that well, ideally we're going to, you know, figure out that you know just every once in a while things will happen like this where it's frustrating but well we uh, should already know it right because we don't see toilet paper on the shelf. So that's the thing it's like go oh okay look we must all be wanting toilet paper i guess i have enough at home instead of oh, where am i going to get more well yeah the toilet paper panic's really weird to me um i and mean this, yeah I, it's the whole like you know, the whole amazon arbitrage but as soon as somebody was low on toilet paper and said oh my goodness like, I need toilet paper. I'm going to go online and buy it wherever I can. Somebody was like, well, shit, I got a lot of toilet paper here. I'm going to sell it. And that's what happened is like all of a sudden, instead of just Arkansas being like low on toilet paper, everybody got low on toilet paper because everybody could ship it to each other. I bet you there was a big shipping spike in toilet paper last week, right? No, I, I think I think there was there's there's a there's a, a problem with uh they just weren't expecting that kind of demand, right? Because it doesn't make sense to have it sit in a warehouse for any long amount of time. So it's basically coming, like they know how much they're going to sell that month. So that's how much they get. Like you, you order, like a grocery store will order its toilet paper a month ahead. Like everything's ordered a month ahead based on what they sold last month. Because like I've worked in those stores for 30 years. Like the last 14 years on that month. I mean, they know. Yeah. But like when they get something like this happens and for whatever reason, I don't know what it was about the toilet paper thing. I've never seen that before, you know? Um, and people just went, Oh God, I have toilet paper. Um, that's quite funny. Actually. It is really entertaining to watch people fighting over toilet paper. <laughs> I went to the store today and for whatever, you know, sometimes you go to the store and it's like, you're in, you're out. Boom, boom, boom. Right. I go to yeah. this store. And it's like the oldest lady in the world works there. She's not at the register. 
I'm like, all right, I'm going to get a cart instead of just the hand thing. And I'm going to stock up. I'm going to fear panic buy because of Matt and Honda, right? So I'm going to go in there. And, and basically, this is the store where I buy my Indian food MREs. So they mm-hmm. make like packages like an MRE package, but with Indian food in there. So win-win. You get two meals or three meals, depending on how you make it, worth of like Indian curry or whatever, like Indian stew. Then you just stick that on some rice and you're done, right? So for two bucks, you get like three meals. So I bought a bunch of those because I figured nobody else would want them, but I wanted to go in and get some anyway. So I figured I'd buy a couple more than I normally buy. And uh, uh, I did buy one thing of paper towel, no problem with paper towel, no problem with every other thing, napkins, what other paper shit is there? All the other paper shit was there, paper plates and all the other paper stuff. Just the only thing that wasn't there was toilet paper. Um, yeah, it's bizarre. Yeah, and it's just because, again, I think it's just people are told, like, oh, go buy a thing of toilet paper. Or somebody hears about it at work, and they're like, oh, I'm going to go buy one. And it's just whatever. It would be like if the be- the Beanie Babies or the fucking Cabbage Patch Dolls or whatever the hell other thing happened. Yeah, I think it's partially it. And it's just that, that herd mentality, eh? Oh, but so, so um, you know, and sometimes you get right in and out. I just happened to buy a bunch of dumb shit because of Honda and Matt panicking and got me all in a rage. So I bought too much shit. So I'm waiting in from, you know, like a whole cart full of shit. And while I'm sitting there getting checked out or whatever, and like, the, even though I didn't get the oldest lady in Tucson, I got like her arthritic aunt. Older. <laughs> and she's like taking forever to cash me out of here. And while I'm waiting in, in this store, you, it's not a big store. The, the register is literally like you're in the way of the people walking in the door as you're at the register. It's like not a well laid out store. Anyway, three people walk in. Toilet paper? Nope. And they walk away. <laughs> it's like, a big box. so, you know, a place where people would normally go to get toilet paper because it's one of the cheaper places to buy toilet paper, I think. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, a huge store. So it's the kind of place where you're going to have big shelves of toilet paper normally. But yeah, now people are not, you know, it's like now it's just that much of a thing. Don't even walk in the whole store as soon as the person, because this is the kind of store where as soon as you walk in that door, because you're right there. They say, welcome to Walmart. Or what do they say? Welcome to, I don't know what they say. They say welcome or something. And so, yeah, everybody's just like, toilet paper? No. Old people walking in and getting toilet paper. Only old people. <laughs> now, I, I, I have a few extra bundles of it that, I, that I've always had, right? Like, I, those ones are just put away. And that's in case shit happens, but... I mean, regular, I just go and buy toilet paper every, you know, buy a 12-pack every month or whatever. I'm going to use this as an opportunity. So you take a thing, a, a gallon of milk, right? A milk gallon, one of them kind of, you can get water that way too. So you get one of them plastic things. You you stand above it so that you got one foot on each side of it. And you, you squat in such a way that your heels are on both sides of it. And then just when you're at the right position... You click your heels together like you're Dorothy, and you've got your own DIY. Holy shit! You got your own DIY bidet right there. No. Yeah, or you could just like you know. Don't even need to. Here's a leaf. Just make sure it's not poison ivy. You made that mistake as a kid once. Oh, Bink is sending me a shit ton of pictures here. I can't share them because they're on my phone. I'll describe them. There's no captioning on these. That's just his warehouse where there's no toilet paper. Well, he says, our warehouse is empty. Well, no, this he's not in a warehouse. This is his place. So the soup, like Campbell's soup, oh. three quarters empty. 
three quarters. So basically people have taken like the good flavors, right? They left the creams of blah or whatever the hell they make. Oh, man, the cream of broccoli and stuff, that's the good stuff. I don't know. I'm saying most of the cans here are like the white cans. So they're cream of something. Cream of oh, oatmeal. I don't know what they I are. Like cream cream. This is oh, like Chef Boyardee and the like stews, probably corned beef hash kind of aisle. That kind of, you know, not soups, but other stuff in cans. 90% gone. That's almost gone. Shit, man. Two weeks ago. Grossest shit left. Two weeks ago when I was in my store, they actually had flats, like the whole flats of soup were on sale for, I think, five bucks for 12 cans. Because it's the end of winter and nobody wants to eat no soup no more. Oh, fuck, man. I love that stuff. That's the best. I buy that stuff by the flat because, I mean, when you're my age, shit, a can of soup, that can be supper. I hear you. So this is their ramen aisle and empty. I mean, there's like, I can tell it's the ramen aisle because of the empty boxes where the ramens were. There's like two or three things of bag ramens and like, I don't know, a dozen of the cups of ramen. Bread, everything's fine. Jelly right next to it, fine. Whatever these cans are, like wieners or something, those little sausages, tons of them. Just, you know, it's like certain things that people have decided yeah. to grab. I don't know what the, oh, this is water maybe. It's hard to say because it's empty, but that shelf is definitely empty. This could easily be lazy stock people. So, yeah. you know, easy and you don't stock the shelves. You could just be like, oh, shortage. And your manager is like, dang it. And you've just got a whole bunch of shit in the back room that you're just like taking smoke breaks all night. I don't know. Um, and then what is this one? This could be Halloween costumes. This is what, this is what an aisle looks like when they are like changing out Halloween costumes into Valentine's Day or whatever they do. Like, you know what I mean? Like when they empty a shelf because they're about to redo it. And I don't know. I can't tell. It's just a bunch of empty shelves. It could have been the toilet paper, maybe. It's probably the toilet paper because it's completely empty. But I can't read the little thing. My, shelf, my stores are definitely like not like that. I, I haven't been intentionally going to the store every day, but I've been to the store like a couple of times. I don't think I've been out for... Well, I don't. I haven't been anywhere. I've walked the dog around for probably a week, but that's just that's normal for me. So, <laughs> hey, everything gets delivered, right? Now, I just got another text from HVS, and he's smart. He bought one of them six rolls that's actually twenty-four rolls. Oh, yeah. So, you know, you can you can wipe your butt and then put it aside for later, and then wipe your butt again with it. Oh, nice. Uh, actually, uh, the best deal I used to have back when I had a whole bunker to fill up with stuff, uh, because I the store I worked at would let me buy the big boxes, you know, about oh, probably two and a half feet by two and a half feet by two and a half feet. This great big box, cardboard box, full of the uh, commercial toilet paper. So the rolls were, the paper was kind of thin, but there was a lot of paper on those rolls. And uh, I had a couple of crates of those, right? Like the big box. I think there was 100 rolls per box. Uh, those were great. You didn't want to have to use it. That was for the end of the world scenario. Because if you had to use that toilet paper, things were tough. Well, you could do like a video on how to make toilet paper. Because that's super easy. You just take like a bunch of paper and you shred it up. And you leave it sit in water for a while. And then you take like a screen, like your screen door. 
screen off of a window or something and you pour that, you know, you're going to get like paper soup. I got the hiccups. You're going to get like paper soup or something when you smash up a bunch of paper and let it sit in water, rip up a bunch of paper and let it sit in water. It'll turn into like, you know, shitty mashed potatoes or something. You pour it over the screen and it turns into paper, right? You just smear it around, it'll dry out. Now you got paper. You do that the right way and you got toilet paper. I think you do something. I probably watch a YouTube video. You probably like put baking powder or sprinkle flour on it. You do something and it binds it a little bit better. And you basically got toilet paper. So you could just make it, right? Yeah, but the amount of effort, why not just use a cotton cloth and wash it every day? Right? Well, you're talking something gross, though. I mean, it's something normal. Oh, like like your own sure. shit. It comes out of your body. I mean, big deal. Oh, no, I'm talking something gross. We think about toilet paper for like normal day to day. I'm saying like something heinous is happening. You want something disposable once in a while. But I'm just saying there's 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 options. Yeah, I mean, like everybody can. It's not that hard to rig a bid A. But I mean, if it really gets bad, you're not going to have water pressure. You're not going to have hot water. So that's what I'm saying. You know, you're going to have a lot of extra clothes off all those dead bodies. So. You just take that clothes and rip it into rags. It's disposable. That's well, my what people did in the Middle Ages. What my dogs end up doing is just sitting down and scooting. So you could just do some kind of scoot, like out in the yard or something. So I, it's I yeah, you'd want to have really long, plush grass, though, because I don't think I'd want to do it on gravel. Even Charlie whimpers when he has to do it on the gravel. Interesting. You have such lovely grass. What do you, what, 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 what do, you do for your grass? I'll tell you later. It's so soft. It's almost cottony soft. Don't roll around in my grass. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Oh, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go barefoot in that grass. Yeah. <laughs> Don't eat nothing that falls in my grass. <laughs> but it's sure nice and green. All right. Now it's getting. Now it's getting bad. So this is what happens when there's a show in the middle of the night. So yeah. uh, Dead Horse is back. So we're gonna go off air here pretty soon. So the 16 people that are watching, thanks for showing up. I'm going to chat with Bob a little bit off air here, see what's happening. But uh, Dead Horse jumped on the other yesterday and uh, got pink out there. You know, we got it all set up to have an overnight show. So we'll see what we can do. And, uh, you know, I could, I could sell out and I could go to those easy time slots at like PM or 5 PM, like anybody who wants to do it the easy way. But I can continue to try to keep an overnight show for people that have a third shift and people that want to talk about guns in the middle of the night. So uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, thanks everybody for showing up. We've been live for two and a half hours here. We'll, sh we'll shut it down two and a half hours for 2A. Uh, consider going out and checking out uh, the Patreon platform. Again, with people not going to the NRA show, uh, consider throwing that around to people. The idea that if they're going to, they were going to spend a bunch of money to go check out the NRA and spend that money on 2A, what if they went to Patreon and divvied that money up? Not just for a month, but maybe for the rest of the year. If you were going to spend $200 to go to the NRA show, what if you spent that $200 on individual content creators for the rest of the year? Just two bucks a piece. That's hundreds of people you could affect their projects and give them some uh, ambition and some inspiration to keep going or to start something new. So if you're interested, consider it. Uh, if you have a conversation with someone, uh, pass it along. Uh, we could change everything by having uh, individuals uh, participate in this whole thing. At least I think so. So thanks, Bob, for showing up. Thanks, everybody, for being here. And uh, we'll be back to pick you up later. Yeah, thanks, guys.